The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host or guest and should not be interpreted as statement of fact. Independent fact-checking and corrections are encouraged. Go get a cup of coffee in here, please. You've got a dog that needs walking. That's right, sunshine. Just put on a big pot of strong coffee and get ready to type your little hate mail with your opinions about Kumbaya and Flat Earth Insanity. Stand-up comedy? You want stand-up comedy? Well, we got, well, we've got sit-down comedy. It's time for Coffee with a Dog. You make me laugh. Oh, that's good coffee. Best coffee of the year. So far. Oh, good morning, people of Earth and uh, other close-by planets. Uh, it is, uh, what is today? It's, it's Tuesday, January 2nd. I'm already forgetting the date. <clears throat> already forgetting the date. Tuesday, January 2nd, 2024. Get used to saying that, 2024. I'm like Brain Man, 2024, yeah, Kmart, underwear. Anyway, uh, it's great to have you here. I hope it's a beautiful day wherever you are. It's a brisk winter day. Uh, there's about 11 and a half weeks left of winter, and that's getting me a little psyched. I am a little, um, I don't want to say optimistic. I'm a little hopeful for 2024. Not um, <laughs> not for the big picture of humanity, not for the not for the United States of America even. Uh, for me and a few of my friends, that's who I'm a, a little hopeful for. Uh, not like unbridled optimism. Of course, everything I do, uh, comes with a, uh, a little tab, little taste of pessimism. Uh, what it has finally happened though. Um, I'm on the Tom Segura, uh, fanboy shit list, if you will. Uh, AI has put out a clip um, from my original rant about Tom Segura being a shitty person uh, where I talk about him punching down on and beating up on poor people and all this stuff when, and acting like he's a self-made man. He's not a self-made man, but all of that stuff. But it took a 30-second clip or less than 30 seconds even. I'm not sure, but it's not more than a minute. And where I'm just saying Tom Segura is a shitty person, and I'm not saying anything to back it up in that clip. I'm not saying why he's a shitty person. I'm just saying he's a shitty person. And I, I, AI published that because I have given Opus AI 
license to publish to my social media stuff and to YouTube. And so they published that, I guess, late last night. And within a couple of minutes, we got several thousand views and lots and lots of comments from people who love Tom Segura, who now hate me. And that's good news. <laughs> In a weird upside down world, being hated, being having people angry at you on YouTube is desirable. If you're going to be on YouTube, you might as well be hated. So there I am uh, getting some negative comments and um, appreciating it. So keep the hate la- hate mail coming, folks. Uh, we love it. It helps grow the channel. Uh, what else can I say? I uh, hope you had a safe and um, happy New Year's celebration. Uh, I actually slept in the last two days. Uh, I got up. I woke up after 11 or yesterday. It was actually afternoon after 12, about 10 afternoon last yesterday, 10 minutes afternoon, not <laughs> 10 o'clock. Anyway, um, because I was up late gigging and the New Year's Eve gig was, um, I guess one for the books, I guess. Uh, I, well, first of all, it's a long drive on New Year's Eve and with all the drunks out on the road, I some concern there that it's like a video game. You got to kind of <laughs> navigate through the crazy uh, drunken people on the road both ways, um, but was managed to managed to get there and get home safe. What struck me is uh, it was a sold out room and a very good crowd, uh, very enthusiastic crowd, ready to party crowd, of course, New Year's Eve. We were on the floor. The band is on the floor. And I talked about how I love being on the floor in dive bars. But this is not a dive bar we were in. But we were on the floor. No stage. And hundreds of people dancing. There's some video of it I'm going to eventually share. I just didn't have the time to cut some pieces out yesterday. But overwhelming amount of people dancing on the floor close to the band, bumping into mic stands. And I talked about how I used to love that. Again, in dive bars, but this is not a dive bar. But people dancing right by the band, bumping into mic stands, stepping on pedals, that kind of thing, that, that close. Hundreds and hundreds of people dancing. Uh, but it occurred to me that um, things have changed a little bit in, in regard to, it used to be, people in their late 30s and 40s dancing in front of the band. Now it's people in their hundreds, 200s, 300s, old people. Everybody got so old really quickly. And as I looked around the room, it was like, what happened? And let's face it, I'm old, but looking outward, my eyes don't see the old that's here. They just see the old that's there and say, what the fuck happened? How did everybody get so old? Everybody got old. A woman came up to me. Now, keep in mind, she's 67 years old. She comes up to me. She goes, Matt Napo. We took a break, by the way. She comes up to me on break and says, Matt Napo. Yes. Who am I? <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> she said, uh, Lisa Romeo. Oh, Lisa Romeo, I remember you. you. She lived across the street from me. Moved away when I was four or five. So keep in mind, I have not seen her 
in 60 years. Matt Napa, who am I? I'm supposed to recognize your face. After not seeing you 60 years, for 60 years, when the last time I saw you, you were seven years old and I was five or four, somewhere in there. So it was uh, nice to see her. <laughs> Again, uh, haven't seen her in 60 years, but I started talking about people in the neighborhood because a, a friend who lived next door to me, at the time my one of my best friends growing up, bought her, her parents' house. And I said, you know, Phil, Phil Cascado bought your house. Said, Who's that? Well, that's kind of flattering. You don't remember him, but you remember me? Uh, that's pretty flattering because I was like the least memorable little kid uh, on the block. So, but it's very strange to just somebody come up to you and say, who am I? And you're supposed to recognize their face after 60 years. The face that when you last saw it was a child's face. And now it's 67 years old. Very strange stuff. Uh, we don't have a guest schedule today. I want to talk about Epstein. The Epstein client list is supposed to come out today and it's got a lot of people freaking out. Uh, the, the questions are... Uh, really, what would shock you about uh, the list? What what potentially would you find shocking? And um, I want to talk about that. I, I'll save that idea for uh, when William uh, GD is missing, by the way, and um, no word about that. I hope he's okay. Hopefully, uh, oh, maybe I have a, I have a text message. Maybe it's from him. Could be from him. Just let me check this out. No, it doesn't look like from him. Anyway, uh, I hope he's okay. Hope he had a safe uh, holiday weekend. Haven't heard from him. So, anyway, um, what else are we going to? Uh, the lizard people, I don't know if you've heard about this, <laughs> but, and it kind of ties into the, the Epstein list thing. Some of the people in MAGA world now um, doesn't come directly from Trump. I think it comes more from the Alex Jones side of MAGA world, uh, they're floating a new conspiracy theory, or, or not conspiracy, conspiracy, sci-fi, nut job theory that uh, in order to prevent the Epstein list from coming out, the government and people within the government who are secretly uh, reptilians or lizard people or alien lizard people are going to come out and take over the government. Uh, but here's the weird part about this. If they think Biden is one of them, which would not really, <laughs> if there are reptilians, uh, so why not throw Biden on the list? But he's already in charge of the government. Why would he, why would he need to overthrow the government as a lizard just stay in charge of something he's already in charge of. Uh, doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But they are actually floating this lizard people thing as if they truly believe in it, uh, which is really odd. Um, I talked about the Segura thing. Uh, a couple other things I'm going to want to touch on here. Uh, Freddie Prinze. Freddie Prinze. Well, you don't know Freddie Prinze, right? Uh, probably young people are not familiar with Freddie Prinze. Freddie Prinze was a comedian who killed himself very young. He was like 22, 23 when he killed himself. L last night, 
I saw his debut clip. On, it's on YouTube where he was on the Johnny Carson show, Tonight Show with Johnny Carson for the very first time at 19 years old. Nin- Let's say that again. Debut on the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, which was the premier um, venue to be on. If you were a comedian in the 70s, 60s, 70s, even 80s, being on the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson was the career maker uh, opportunity. And he's on Johnny Carson with his debut uh, appearance on national television at 19 years old, a year and a half out of high school. And fucking killed. Fucking killed. And the professionalism, and just when you look at it, and uh, maybe I'll post a clip in the description. When you look at it, look look for joke structure. Look for his just natural ability to be a really smooth communicator with some uh, really unique perspective. But to tie it all in perfectly in the amount of time they allowed him on, on uh, the Tonight Show, I think it was like six minutes, maybe maybe a little longer. But he ended his piece just as he ended his piece on a perfect callback to a setup. He he started six minutes earlier, and for a nineteen-year-old kid to have that much professionalism and structure, mind blowing. You won't see that again in the world of comedy. You won't see a nineteen-year-old come out and be able to stand shoulder to shoulder with some of the greats in comedy and be that professional that like really really polished and really just amazing freddie prince if you're a student of comedy and you don't know about uh freddie prince get to know freddie prince and, and know a little bit about him look at, again there's not a whole lot of body of work because he was only around for a very short time and killed himself and that whole thing is really mind-blowing, too. That why a 23-year-old who's on top of the world, hit television show, he had his own television show, show called Chico and the Man, which was a uh, top-rated show on network television sitcom. By the time he was 21, and he was riding that success, ended up killing himself. Like, man, the world is your oyster. You And obviously, a super bright, uh, kid, and I'll, I'll talk a little more about this with uh, Willie when when he comes in in just a moment. Is that he was a graduate of the New York City High School for the Performing Arts? I think we need more of that. Um, now, uh, the High School of the Performing Arts—they kind of like uh, highlighted that in the movie Fame, and there was a television show Fame, but. It wasn't just about performing arts. You didn't go to school. GD's trying to let himself in automatically. He can't do that. Um, <laughs> uh, it wasn't just about performing arts. You went to academic high school, but the performing arts was a big part of the curriculum. So the people who went there, brilliantly educated. Freddie Prinze at 19 years old was an adult was a sophisticated adult who can hold a conversation with anybody at any age and really demanded respect as an adult. I didn't at 19. At 19, I was still fucking learning to fucking talk without drooling. I was still 
I was, I think I was still wearing diapers <laughs> at 19. All right, maybe that's a little, maybe. I think I'm wearing diapers now. I'll check. Uh, feels like I am. Anyway, a uh, really impressive thing. Last thing, uh, karaoke. Well, it's good to know people love Willie. Uh, people love Willie. Now, I got a letter from a uh, email from Alicia Bertaglia. I think that's how you uh, say her name. And she wanted, she said that, why am I so ca- uh, condes- condesa- uh, condensating? I think she meant ca- condescending, but she said condensating, which would mean I'm leaving little water drops on karaoke singers. Not, not the case. I was not um, putting down karaoke singers. Willie was uh, thinking about doing Disturbed, uh, cover of. Uh, Sound of Silence, which was Simon and Garfunkel. And he talked about some of the challenges in there. And what I said was a lot of people on the karaoke level, karaoke level singers, did not understand the difference between harmony lines and melody lines. And this is true even in that Disturbed cover. Um, I believe the singer goes to a harmony line during a couple of those parts, but finds himself and goes back to the melody line. But when you have a song that was originally done with two-part harmony and you're not a trained singer and haven't been around music directors and been in bands and all that kind of stuff, it can be confusing, especially like a song like uh, Simon and Garfunkel, where uh, Garfunkel's is the by far the prettier voice, the, the voice your ear is going to go to. But he's singing a harmony on sounds of silence so it's it's very common for somebody who's not a trained or schooled singer to drift off and that's what i mean by karaoke level singers karaoke level singers and then i granted there are some really talented talented people singing karaoke in strong voices and good voices but not necessarily um experienced professional singers and so if they don't know the difference between harmony and melody, they could drift to a harmony line and not be able to find their way back. So I said that uh, this uh, Lisa Bertaglia was uh, Bertaglia? Yeah. Uh, was uh, really upset with me, thinking that I was putting down all karaoke singers. I'm assuming that she's a karaoke singer herself. Um, listen, if you want to sing karaoke, knock yourself out. Um, just understand the point I was trying to make was not about putting people down. Anyway, it's time to let the gentleman in. Let me just uh, uh, change my background here to accommodate for three people. Um, damn, I'm, I'm a couple of days off and I'm, I'm lost with this stuff. How do you do this again? Oh, yeah, it's over here. That's right. It's uh, three people. It'd be... I'm just looking for the right setup here, folks. Give me one minute. Is it this one? That doesn't say three. Vid... Vid, 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 this one, right? No, let's see. No, that puts me and Willie in the same little box. What puts all of us in the same little box? That's not cool. Uh, how about this one? No, that ain't it. Good morning, fellas. Here it is. How about that one? That one took me long enough to find. Good morning, fellas. Glad to see the GDs up, right? Everybody's quiet. Are you? Are you all? Yeah, your your sound is all fucked up again. And GD, you got nothing. You got no audio. I can 
I I hear me in my headphones. Well, I, I basically just hear you just really, really low. Is that, is that better? Typical. We're starting the year off just the way we ended last year with technical problems. To me. Is that not better? Yeah, you're getting a little louder. Go ahead. Keep going. Pe- crank that shit all the way to 10, 11. Is that how about now? Maybe I just need to get closer. Getting closer definitely helps, but I, I don't know. Maybe going, are you going through the board with that mic? Maybe you should just yeah. go directly into the li- laptop. And it won't well, mic into the laptop? I wouldn't do it right yeah. now. Right now, you're, you're better. It works. Oh, it's too late. Did you just? Yeah, it's so smart. It's so smart. <laughs> anyway, GD, talk. Nope, you got nothing. Nope, you got nothing. Anyway. Uh, I had to see that we're starting Yeah, no, your your audio is terrible. I can't hear you either. Yeah. Oh, more cracking cracking up. Um maybe maybe I should take you guys out and, and you let you come back come back when you Man, I don't understand. We got new equipment and it's I, Yeah, this is an idiot one. And definitely the ca- uh, cables. Cables are a problem. You can hear that with your with your stuff. GD is uh, left, and that's a good thing. When you don't have audio, you should Shit, talk. Leave back. Yeah, no. You you were sounding better when you were just on your phone, which is you know, sad. Well, let me. I was directly into. Let me try directly. Anyway, while you're, you know what? Go ahead, talk. And. No, you you got nothing now. You totally did. You got nothing. Now it's the minute. Totally no. The wire stuff is really painful for people. No good. I'm going to put you out. Maybe uh, work on your stuff and, and come back when you're when you're not. Anyway, uh, so we're back to, to this. Anyway, well, that was nice to see the guys. Happy New Year, fellas. Good to see you. Um, the Epstein list. I'm going to start there. And if, if Willie can get his uh, audio back together. Just give me a, a wave when you think you got your audio working. I don't think. I don't, I don't know what's going on. Anyway, um, the Epstein list. People ask me, what would shock? There's a lot of things that would shock me when that list comes out today. If. First of all, it would not shock me if the list did not come out today and people are uh, getting all excited uh, to see this list. It wouldn't shock me in the least to see um, it just, you know, false alarm. We're not putting it out. Kind of like when Trump took office, we were expecting uh, the JFK files to be released. And they were supposed to by law. Uh, and they weren't. And under Biden, they still haven't been. So there's that. So that would not shock me in the least if if we saw nothing uh, come from that. It looks like GD's trying to come in with the... I guess he's having tech problems too. Uh, hello? Yeah. Now you're loud, but that's okay. I can lower you from here. Good morning. Okay. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Happy New Year. Yeah, yeah, zoomed up there, uh, mic settings. Try now. Talk. Hello. Hello. Oh, yeah, that's perfect. Perfect. Okay. 
Yeah, my mic is way too high. I can turn. I could. I, I. I was fucking with the volume because I was fine before I got on air. Every right. check all my levels, and then once I got popped in, everything went doo doo. Willie, you all right? No, he's got nothing. Willie, can you hear me? He's looking down. All right, he's not ready yet. <laughs> all so, right. Anyway, happy New Year. Uh, do, uh, do you have a uh, what? What kind of weekend did you have? A holiday weekend? Did you? go out did you stay home watch the twilight zone marathon no no we carol and i have very quiet new years now we just stay home and probably fall asleep around nine and then wake up around one say happy new year and go back to sleep ah well that's nice well i i uh i was rocking and rolling and sleeping in late and being a, a bad boy and enjoying it i you know what i like i i like um the uh rock and roll atmosphere on new year's eve people are ready to party it's it's more uh like they're more ready to get involved than a regular gig they are ready to to let it all hang out so yeah 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 but uh people got old oh you want to say mind dog coffee mind dog coffee oh oh, yeah sure mind dog coffee doesn't suck Mind dog coffee. I don't always drink coffee. Sometimes I drink tea. Mind dog coffee and tea. Wow. No, no, uh, uh, marketing line, as they say, marketing. I, I, I didn't know you was going to be on the air this morning because I didn't, when I looked at, last time I looked at the schedule, there was like nothing on it until the third. And even oh. on YouTube, the next upcoming was for the third. Oh, well, it's all stacked up now. I, yeah, you know, I was, uh, was having a weekend. I was tired. Yeah. Overworked. Willie, talk so, to me. Yeah, can you hear me? Yes. Can you hear me? Can you hear us? Yes, yes that's yes. good. That's yes, you can't hear me? All right. Can I you can. hear me? I can. All right. All right. Yes. All right, we're, we're rocking great. and rolling. All, all gravy, baby. We're fucking t- t- 25 you know, minutes in. We got everything you know, going. Do you know how to uh, keep this setting uh, that you have now so next time you come on, it'll be the same? Listen, if, uh, I'll try for consistency, but we know how good that goes with me. All right, yeah. All right, I'll come we'll back. Good, I got the consistency of peanut butter. All right, I'll come back to the Epstein thing uh, a little bit later, but I, I first I want to get caught up with you guys. Now, um, you did have a a weekend right we're starting with friday you did the karaoke contest you didn't win yes there were ringers i did, I did not win I, I i got i made the cut to eight because we started with 15 i made the cut to eight and then they cut it down to five and i missed that cut there were yeah. phenomenal singers but i didn't know so i didn't <laughs> i didn't know that like so the co- i don't know why this company um this dj company that they have or whatever uh they basically had a work party and were giving out Christmas bonuses uh, and invited the public to come and participate. But like, it, it was it very sounds like that, it was like, fixed. That's what yeah, it, yeah. It, it like, and I didn't, I didn't know going into it that it was going to be a bunch of the, uh, a bunch of the karaoke DJs from around the region, <laughs> like basically came and, you know, did a night of singing and, it was great. It was it was a lot of fun, um, but there was no way I was going to win. Like I was never getting into that top five, and that's I mean that's whatever. 
I wish I'd have known that going in because then I wouldn't have been as as hopeful or whatever. Because when you go into a situation like that, like you know, you don't have you don't have a snowball's chance in hell. I, I so. don't like it. It, it. it makes me feel like uh, we should do an expose on this whole fucking thing because it feels like it's cheating and it's taking advantage of people. In other yeah. words, yeah. all the people that entered like you came expecting they had a fair chance to win, and that was not true. Right, right, yeah. Like the only the only people that they were going to give money to were people that worked for the company that was putting on the contest. <laughs> like, I want to like, go choke the shit out of these fucking people for that. I mean, like, you know, it's it. You know, I remember back in the day, like back in the day, you couldn't be associated with a company that was putting on a prize winning contest. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like you couldn't. Hell, even your family usually couldn't be associated. Should be still be that way, which is uh, it should it should yeah it it was kind of a you know in that regard I was displeased, but it was a fun night. There was a lot of phenomenal singers. It's not like they weren't good singers. No, you know I, what I mean. That's like, what I was trying to because this Lisa Bertaglia uh, person who wrote me this email seemed like uh, to think that I was trying to put down karaoke singers. Like I know there's some really strong voices. There are some really great voices. And people yeah. with like lots of range and all that kind of stuff singing in karaoke. Right. It's just you know, it, it it's a really um, you can you can't really make a living at it unless you like that the movie duet. You remember the the movie duet where they're going from town to town and entering contests and all that kind of stuff. You could make a living out of it out of it doing that, uh, but it, it's really hard to establish right. yourself as a singer in the karaoke world um but you know when it's fixed it yeah really i mean i up. i think it i i think you could do, there's probably a lot of people that make their living doing that um but they just right you know they're regularly doing things throughout the week you know i mean if you're gigging four or five days a week i mean you're gonna make a living at it unless you're right. not if they're yeah not if doing they're paying, paying contests uh, that that often that's good yeah no, no no i mean like if you're like if you're a karaoke dj and you and you go around doing oh, those yeah, DJ gigs you know you, no you can definitely make it. but yeah no just doing it as a singer would be difficult but, but like that's, that's more so that's more so what danica and i would really like to get into is we want to be like a mobile entertainment unit to where you know i have a speaker set up and you know like and we could just, you know, pretty much anywhere we go, we could do, I could do either a comedy show or we could do a mixture of comedy and singing or we could do karaoke, you know, be able to do all of those different things. That's ideally what we want to be able to do is just move around and, and do those wherever. Would you now with the karaoke stuff? In uh, I'm really not uh, educated on this stuff at all because I've never even been to a karaoke bar. Uh, it's so much fun. I don't know, you know, because I'm gigging. Why? Why would I go? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got bigger fish. Yeah, yeah. But back in the day, I know the karaoke systems came. You had to buy a big television monitor. Is that still for the lyrics and stuff? Is that still the case? I mean, you have uh, to have I a mean, sound a, system and like a visual display. Right. A lot of the bars now have televisions that you can link up to. You know what I mean? Like there's usually right. um, uh, like if you might have to have a way to feed into their system or whatever, but usually you can use the televisions that are set up in the bar. That's what I see most often nowadays do you need lyrics 
Okay. Most of the time, no. Like not with the songs I do most of the time. Right. Because like my star maker has made it to where you know I sing these songs multiple times a week, and most of them I know pretty pretty well. I might I might take a glance to make sure I start in the right spot or whatever, or at least close to, you know. Um, because that's the that's the for singing, that's actually where I probably struggle with the most is the cues, but it's because I'm very like and this is something that a lot of people don't know about me, but I'm very hard of hearing, like extremely. Hard. I don't know who doesn't I, know that now, unless they're hard of hearing. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, no. wait, I'm gonna just your mic now. Yeah. But like, no, I mean, like, listen, I, you know, you say you're hard of hearing, people don't get it. You know what I mean? People, like, it, like I'm, I'm mostly fucking deaf, like. Wow. Um, and so, and to me, like, like, you know, and this is something that I've talked about for my comedy and stuff like that. Like, it is so difficult to gauge how you're doing when you can't hear an audience. Like, bro, I got to hit, I got to hit the whole crowd or I don't hear a laugh. You know, I don't, you know, I have, I'm deaf. I'm deaf. And, you know, I talked about this where I've had back in the day. And I think you commented, why didn't I feel it vibrating? Where I had a phone sitting on my chest and it rang and my girlfriend said, are you going to answer that? That's how deaf I am. But my wife was watching um, Deal or No Deal on like some streaming TV or something app. And when when they're picking numbers, there's this loop that plays underneath it where it's like it's all this dramatic sci-fi type of music going on. And I said, that fucking loop is fucking annoying. She said, how do you hear it? Because she couldn't hear it. She didn't know what I was right. talking about. I said, That's probably the frequency of it. it gets yeah. Lo- yeah, it gets loud and low, but uh, right as they're opening the case, they, it's a really ominous part. Like, open the case and... And I was like, yeah. it, it gets so fucking annoying if they would just, you know, stop the loop. on it. It's an endless loop. It's like it was driving me nuts, and she's like, "I can't believe you can hear that." It's like some things, right. some things just you know cut through all the, uh, the ringing in my ears, and I can hear them like painfully annoying. Anyway, yeah, I remember the last time I did uh, an audiogram. He like there's a there's a certain like there's like a section of my hearing that's like incredibly bad. There's like certain sounds into because like I remember when I was married to my second wife. There was sometimes that her TV would make like this really loud, uh, like pitch noise, and it would drive both her and my stepson bonkers. I didn't even hear it; wasn't even on my register of shit that it picked up for me. So when you like, hear people talking about dog whistles, that doesn't apply to you. It doesn't apply to me. Right? Right? Yeah. No, I've never heard a dog whistle. No, I'm not. Although, although it makes me afraid. Someday, anything else uh, significant about your uh, holiday weekend here? Did you do anything? I did. I DJed uh, a twelve-step recovery uh, evening. That was really fun. Wow! On uh, New Year's Eve, that was super fun. My brother thinks he's. Uh, why he's did a... you go low all of a sudden? I did. I went low. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, don't know why your your uh-oh. sound just dropped out super low. I don't. Know. You didn't drop out here. It sound, right. sounds the same here. See, now you're weird like that, too. Why is it happening? Why is that happening? I don't know, but you could stop saying why. Is that but happening? I'm fine to you guys? Okay, I can deal yeah, with yeah. it, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah. my brother kind of fancies himself, fancies, fancies himself, uh, a stand-up comedian, because he, he, he speaks a lot at the 12-step meetings, and he generally tries to be funny, and he gets his uh, stand-up comedy fix 
at 12 step meetings. <laughs> he said he had a, a sold out room on New Year's Eve. They had like a, I don't know, uh, alcohol anonymous marathon or something. Like it was like, oh, they had a marathon meeting? Yeah, yeah, like one of those 24 hour meetings. And yep. it was, yeah, uh, bizarre though. But yeah, you know, he basically looks forward to that like it's a gig. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. So that so that's that's an interesting gig, I guess. So what when you did that, what did you do? You just uh you DJed it, but what is it a dance? The dancing totally straight. Yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a dance. Um and uh it was I pretty much I pretty much had a playlist that I made up and I actually made a link. Uh I made a Spotify link that anybody and, and I tried to make it to where it could be easy and people didn't have to come up and yell to the DJ what song they want to hear. So I made a Spotify a Spotify link that they could send songs to and nobody used it. Nobody uh, fucking used it. Everybody came up and told me what fucking all. songs they wanted. And shit, and like I was like, I'm trying to make it so easy. You don't got to get out of your chair, but no, you want to come over here and holler at me. All right, all right. But uh, so, and I was actually impressed. We did, I did 17 song requests during the dance because wow. I counted it up later. How many? Because I, I still use that playlist um for the requests so that I knew which were requests and which were different. And do so you make them write kinda, it down the request? Like, cause no, I you, just had him tell me, and I but, and I typed it into my. But search. that's what that's what got me confused now, because like, you just talked about how hard of hearing you are. When people come up to me with the band and they want to talk to me, I just go like this: cause I can't hear a fucking word they say. Like, right. some, I generally try to tell them, talk to Mike, talk to Mike. And when they don't talk <laughs> to Mike and they keep talking to me, and I'm just gonna yes them to death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't fucking playing because <laughs> I don't hear you. How many but, gigs have you gotten that way? Uh, oh, I don't know. Can you guys come play? Yeah, yeah, sure we can. Oh, yeah, yeah I did tell somebody I would go uh, on uh, Friday night, Saturday night. No, it might have been New Year's Eve. I told somebody I would go absolutely anywhere. She said, well, I got a gig for you in uh, Fort Myers, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't do it. Anyway, old uh, people, man, old people. One, here's the interesting thing about... Um, New Year's Eve. I, if there were if there were five or six people under fifty years old, that would have been a lot in the room. Everybody was at least fifty. Some of them eighty or older. I get this guy. He comes up to me, and I have a picture of him. I'll share it tomorrow, or he's on video. I'll cut it out. He had to be eighty years old, and he says uh, he comes over to me. He goes, "Can you play Enter Sandman?" by uh metallica I, <laughs> huh? nice i was like we, maybe we could but take a look around this room you think anybody is gonna... <laughs> <laughs> these people are we're playing i think at the time we had just finished playing odonna by richie valens uh, that's a great one. <laughs> and he wants us one. to play metallica i was like are you, are you being serious because i don't think anybody but in this room but you and me even know what that is. <laughs> you know, Hopefully the band would. Say, Hopefully the band would know. Yeah, yeah. I will I will say that I'm really proud of how how diverse my playlist was because like um everybody like one one of the things that was cool is people would come up with requests and I'd be like, yeah, it's coming up. Like it's it's in a few songs or whatever because I had 
such a, a vast array of different songs on there. It was fabulous. Yeah. Uh, give, to, give, give, us a, give us a little taste. What do you got? Uh, you got okay. You play so, and I mean, I really. Pantera's I, on your list. And Pan, I do you know what Pantera was not on there. That, <laughs> that, that was okay. So hang on. This is a good. Okay. So uh, this was earlier on in it. So I did believe by Cher, followed by It's My Life by Bon Jovi, Summer of '69 by Brian Adams, Don't Stop Believing by Journey, We Built This City by Starship. Uh, Sweet Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses, followed by Patience, and then Wish You Were Here because I was trying to like slow it down a little bit and then bring it back up. I did Come Together by The Beatles. Uh, then I went back to Bon Jovi for Blaze of Glory. But yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. And then people dance um, to uh, what was what was the slow one that you did? Oh, uh, Patience. Do people dance to Patience? Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally especially especially in a recovery crowd recovery couples love the song patience because i, I like you the know, song too but i wouldn't dance to it i can't even find where the beat is to it uh to it's dance. a slow song i mean you're it's a slow song you dance Still, you, like you, you, when you're dancing it's to the beat even slow songs well, on patience, no, okay. you, you do it on the vowel. Yeah, you do, you do it on it's the vowel. It's a sway song. Like, with, yeah, with, with, with patience, it's a sway song. You just sway together and shuffle <laughs> your feet. All we need is just a little patience. Yeah, you know. It's yeah, wow. you, that's what you get more into the hips with it when you. I think you probably have uh, to this one. It helps if you uh, get a martini made uh, by Bill Cosby first, right? I mean, that probably does help. Yeah. Uh, but uh, oh, and then nice there song. was a kid. There was a little kid that demanded I play some Eminem, uh, and so I played "Love the Way You Lie." <laughs> you know, at, at the Trump thing at Mar-a-Lago, Vanilla Ice doing "Ice Ice Baby." Yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's he was like there in person. Yes, yes. Oh my god! And that he, wow. all he did was that song over and over again. He, wow, that's his, that's his repertoire. That's, say, that's not. Good. He's been doing that's one song for forty years. <laughs> oh, I did play MC Tamer. You can't touch this. I did do that. All right. Well, so that's our uh, holiday uh, recap, I guess. Uh, let's go back to Epstein's list because people ask me what I'd be shocked about. Uh, I'd be shocked. First of all, I said I wouldn't be shocked if it doesn't come out at all. I'd be shocked if there's anybody I know or have ever met that is on this that list. Now, there's only one person I know in my life that I've ever met that has met Jeffrey Epstein. He'll be on the show tomorrow. Uh, but I don't think anybody else I know has ever met Jeff Jeffrey Epstein. So I would be shocked if anybody I know is on that list. Uh, that's one thing. I would not be shocked if there's a former president or two former presidents or even... A three. I would not be surprised if there were three. I would not be shocked if there were two. I would not be surprised if there were three former presidents and lots and lots of... Uh, Is it coming out today? Supposed to. Right. Yeah. Um, I would I would be shocked if Jimmy Carter were on it. <laughs> I, you know what? I think I agree. I definitely yeah, I would. That, be, I would be totally shocked. But now that his wife's dead, you know, like, it's too bad he's not still flying the planes because he'd be right on it, I'm sure. Right. Now, uh, it's already started that 
I think I, everybody assumes Bill Clinton is on it. Uh, and, and, yeah. Uh, but here's the thing. It, I think, and it doesn't, I don't want to sound like I'm taking sides here, but I am taking sides here. So I should just fucking come out and say, I think the difference <laughs> between Democrats and Republicans right now is Democrats are willing to say, yeah, one of us or maybe more than one of us is on that list. But the people on the Trump side, the re- and not Republican side, the Trump side, because I think there are, there's a definite distinction between Republicans and Trump Trumpers, is that they're already, you know, in full denial. And if the list comes out and it has Trump's name on it, it must be a bogus list. There's no way our, our hero uh was was on that island was, why is why wouldn't his name be on the list there's already videos of them dancing at parties exactly. together oh, no there's not that's all C- ai created that's all uh cgi whatever it's not real because if trump is there it's made up it's lies it's 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 the devil it's satan put that together it, that's the point oh. I'm making. You could show them the evidence now, because and, and this is the point I'm making. Really, is that if you show the Democrats the evidence that Bill Clinton's name is on the list, they'll say, "Okay, yeah." If you show a Republican that Donald Trump is on, or the Trump Republican that Donald Trump is on there, no way. It's got to be bullshit. It's all lies. It's all. It, so it's absolutely a given that Clinton is on there. But if Trump is on there, it can't be true. And that's you know that's just crazy. That's co- that's where they become a cult. It's like, um, no, I mean, right, right, yeah. where their their guy can do no wrong. Anything of anything you say that's bad about him just is, it, yeah, no. And like it's, GD it's, said, we've already seen him dancing with him. We've seen him sitting with his yeah, daughter yeah. on his lap right next yeah. to him, and you know, we, yeah. But so they're already uh, like in full denial mode over this stuff. Like, yeah, yeah people coming out. Trump was never on that. How do you? How do you know? How do you know? <laughs> now, do you care? That's the other part. Well, uh, like Bill, because nobody's going to go to jail over this. Being on a flight list or a client list is not enough to send somebody to jail. They have to. If somebody has to make a formal complaint, they have to prove it with evidence in a court of law. Nobody's going to go to jail over this list. It's just a salacious, oh, look, he's a pervert. Do you care that Bill Gates, does it make a difference that Bill Gates is on that list? And we all know that Bill Gates went to that island. And uh, does anybody care? Does it make any difference in anybody's life that, that we know Bill Gates likes to diddle young girls? No, mm. no. It will, in a way. Uh, mm. Are you going to stop buying Microsoft products? I don't know if you can. I think everything. I think everything is a Microsoft. But fortunately, though, Bill Gates is not Microsoft anymore, though, right? He's he still gets. Uh, he's still he's not the CEO, but he's still. Uh, major, you know, the major stockholder. He still owns the company. I'm not owning. Oh, okay. The biggest um, stockholder. That's that's the one of the problems I've had for since I was like a teenager, trying to just buy things from companies that support the things I believe in. Because after a while, there's so much muddling in there that you think you're and you think you're supporting the cleanest company in the world, and it turns out they are owned by the filthiest company in the world. You know, so it's right. And they're still getting their cut. So I told my wife at some point we're going to just go like full Gandhi and make our own cloth. You know, <laughs> it's like, yeah, well, to, you know, your point, to your point, you can't 
Uh, well, I haven't. I prided myself on not having any Microsoft code on any of my machines for for decades, but not on moral grounds. On the fact that they were terrible coders and all their software yeah. is really shit. But you can't you can't own a computer and not be dirty because if you own a Microsoft computer, you're full of all this you know dirty business on that side. If you own an Apple computer, you know they're uh, paying for slavery in in West Africa and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, using slave labor. You can't buy a lot of products that aren't tainted by morally corrupt people. <laughs> right. Even yeah. even there even companies that say they're like consciously there's like a coke there's a chocolate company that says that they are like they try they try you know that's the thing is they try to get like 100 percent like slave free chocolate. And, but it says right there, we try. Right. <laughs> they don't know. You CK know? has right. a bit on that. That there's a, a walking past the store and it said our products are 92 percent ethically made or something. And they're bragging about like 92. That's not enough to brag about uh, that you're not using you know anything really corrupt or you know. But we. Brag I mean, about I don't know. I kind of feel like it is because I think really more so what they're saying is that to find something that's completely ethically made is damn near impossible. That yeah, that's what they're saying, and then that yeah. That's like va- we're valid, doing as much is, as we can. Yeah, is so, what they're saying. Yeah, so you know, for for this eight percent, we don't care if they had to hang little children or or, or whip little kids into making this stuff, or have uh, somebody make it off uh, with a gun to their head and a bowl of rice a day for salary. Well, also, is <laughs> also it's possible that of the of the hundred percent business that they do, only ninety two percent they could verify. The other eight percent could be honest they just can't verify it yeah 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 right. so i mean just, i don't know I, i'm just saying yeah, I, I, yeah it's possible that they're like saying we can we can verify the 92 percent is but the other eight percent we can't verify we hope right but th- that <laughs> you can't put that on a, a sign that's going to entice people into your store like uh that whole sentence that you just put people won't read that so they just have this big sign that says 92 percent and i forget what the phrase they use is like uh ethically uh, retrieved or ethnically yeah made or yeah. yeah it's a weird thing to brag about 92 percent. can we get 98 would be a little more 99 100 would be beautiful. There, there's this company. It's, they make a sleep product. I'm not going to say the company's name because I don't want to give them any credit, uh, no, any free press or anything. If they want, you know, but if they want access to our massive audience, they're going to have to pay. So I'm not going <laughs> to so say their name. But they said they're in their commercial, they say they are 91% proven to, wait a minute. Ninety-one percent, ninety-one percent. Um, yeah, it works ninety-one percent of the time, which proves it works. So it's one hundred percent effective. That's it. <laughs> and I was like, no, that's not that's not how that works. It's like, no, no, you're you're shy, like nine percent. You can't do that. Wow. Yeah. But they do. Uh, yeah, yeah, isn't that for like error though? Isn't that the percentage that they don't have there? That's like their for error percentage, isn't it? If well, if you listen to the commercial, if you listen to the commercial, the way they word it, it's they're, they're saying that it works one hundred. It works one hundred percent of the time, 
after they said that it's 91% effective. Yeah. It- Ninety-one percent. Yeah, all right. That's just crazy. That's a, yeah, I don't know. I don't... <laughs> yeah, and, and the thing is, it goes out. It's a commercial that they play on XM radio, and and I don't know why no one has stopped it. Uh, uh, or nobody, no, because I know why. Because people are paying for the commercial, and nobody's going. Yeah. Um, so, but is there anything, any ramification? And I don't know even how it's going to come out. This whole. Um, uh, Epstein list, like they're not going to do. It's not like the Twitter file is going to be released at noon today. It's just supposedly come out on January second. But is there anything, any fallout from this that's going to have any impact on your life at all? Well, to be honest, I was thinking of buying a jet, and if Epstein <laughs> uses the same jet company that I was considering buying from, then I may have to, you know, not get that Lear that I was looking at. Right. Uh, say somebody in entertainment's name is on the list. Will you boycott their films, movies, music, comedy, whatever? I mean, I've already stopped watching Tom Hanks. I'm just saying. <laughs> I've already, I've already, I've, yeah, no, Tom Hanks has already blown it for me. And like at this point, like on moral issues, or you just don't like the guy? Uh, no, you know what? It, no, it, it really okay. So, listen, I don't like child touching, uh, it's it, it, it really fucking bothers the shit out of me. Maybe because I was a child that was touched, you know, kind of you know, has a more impactful fucking thing to me. Um, so yeah, no, like I, I think Tom Hanks affected me the most. What do you because, mean? Hold like, on. You slow, about, yeah. slow down a little bit. Is yeah. there proof? It, I know that people okay, are so, upset. Yeah, let me let me say this. Let me let me preface this with with I don't know for sure, but um a lot of my friends uh when when a lot of this stuff was first coming out like back in whatever it was, like whatever fucking year it was. Um but uh like there was I think the fly logs that came out, they were like false or whatever. I don't know. There was a lot of talk about Tom Hanks. A lot um, of talk. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of yeah, talk yeah, about yeah, yeah. Everybody. Yeah, everybody there was. That, there was. Everybody that one side or the other doesn't like is has been on that list. Who I, doesn't like Tom Hanks, though? Which is why it bothered me so much. Are you <laughs> Republicans don't like Tom Hanks because he he is a social uh, justice warrior type of person, so they don't like him. Any again, it's anybody. If you're, it's politically aligned. If you don't like him because you think he's Democrat, you uh, you're Republican and you don't like Democrats. Every Democrat ever been has been on that list. If you're a Republican, if you're a de- uh, Democrat and don't like Republicans, every Republican you can ever name has been suggested to be on that list. So, yeah, crazy. and if and if the person that you let's in this case put let's put let's just use Tom Hanks since we're talking about him. If Tom yeah, Hanks, I mean I don't know for sure. <laughs> I, I'm just saying if if you have someone who is that popular, that that socially beloved, and yet that socially active, the one thing you want to do is just throw shit out there just so that so that his name is in a discussion. Right. You know, it right. doesn't it doesn't have to stick. It's like it's like the yeah, twenty no, years. True. It's like it's like the twenty years of you know throwing shit at Hillary Clinton, you know, like <laughs> all the su- look all the suicides that she's responsible for, all the death is they just throw shit out there, you know. Who, who, yeah, okay. <laughs> so, but yeah, saying. no. To be fair, 
To be fair, um, when you I already heard, gave up being when, fair, when, <laughs> but you already gave up right, fair yeah, when yeah. you this said that you gave up. The, yeah. You no, totally right. gave up on Tom Hanks years ago, just based on somebody saying that he might. I did. I did. I was so <laughs> mad, bro. But what it was, what it was born out of, is that I loved him so much, like all his movies, all the stuff he's been in. I was such a big fan, and then I, I heard that. I probably heard it one time. I probably heard it one time. I've but heard it like, yeah, Tom Hanks is on oh. that list, and I was just like, "I'm what Tom Hanks? I'm I'm never watching." And, and this Tom is Hanks and this is the first time I'm hearing of it. This no, is like yeah. it, I've heard of it a hundred well, times because it yeah, hurts my heart, and I don't talk about it because it's I on Twitter at least movies. once a week. Uh, people, but uh, also okay. Rob, Rob Reiner, uh, I've heard, but oh, no. no. I, de- no. I I'm, I'm doubtful of all these kind of celebrity people. I think yeah, uh, most of the people I think are going to be more powerful than just movie makers. I think Epstein's client list focused on politicians. It focused on people in in the corporate world, <coughs> like the Gateses and and those, those kind of people. Right. I don't think he really because uh, it was all about uh, at least if. Uh, Again, it's so hard to fucking know. But the conjecture right. is that he was he was compromising people on behalf of the CIA, which is definitely believable if you if you trace Man. his background. That basically he was trying to gain control over powerful people. Movie makers are influential, but they're not necessarily powerful. They don't right. Have- they're not decision makers. Right. Yeah. So I, I right. would be. Re- they're like Joe Camel. They're like Joe Camel. Yeah, Bro, I wouldn't I say shocked, but I would be surprised. I would be surprised if Tom Hanks or Rob Reiner or Alec Baldwin, all these people who have been named uh, right. by the, the knuckleheads. Rob on. Reiner would break my heart, though, because I love watching Renaissance, man. Uh, yeah, a lot of people would break my heart if, if they were really there. But again, it comes down to nothing real will come of this. You can't be tried in a, a court of right. law of, for being on a con. Because uh, all hearsay and everything. You don't know what that means. What right. being, what just being on that list means or doesn't right. mean. I mean, yeah, it's all it's all fluff. It's all fluff. Yeah. I, I was on a no-fly list for uh, quite some time. Well, you Not had well. buttons? You had buttons? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was the, the Velcro. Velcro. Oh. So yeah. I, <laughs> I can just I can just hear GD going to take a piss. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's a little longer. It's like <laughs> so. Yeah, you know th- this list is going to come out. People are going to be talking about it, and 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 a big part of it is going to be denial. Uh, if my guy is on there, it, it's all bullshit. And there, I just saw something on Twitter just a second ago. Somebody said, if Trump is not on there, they're not accepting the list at all. Like, well, <laughs> I, I'm a, to, be, to be honest, um, if I find out that you're on the list, Matt, it's not going to stop me from doing it. Unless I find that you actually did, like, you went to the island. I, no, promise, I promise you, you, I'm not on the list. But uh, I'm just saying, you know. Yeah, no. I, but I'm, I'm throwing I, my support behind you. Thank you. Uh, I, I got to say, if I were ever offered a chance to, to hang out with all these millionaires, I probably would have taken it without even questioning it. Oh, yeah, you're going to fly me to some island? Uh, so. I'd, I'd have to question it. I'd have to question it because I'm going to tell you now, my, my wife, have you, heard, you've, have you familiar with um, Rachel Maddow and, and, and um, Tom Hartman? 
uh, t- uh, Rachel Maddow, I know Tom Hartman streams daily. He's streaming right now on Twitter. What? Who is he, Tom Hartman? A very, very left, left wing um, radio personality. Ah. Um, very left wing. Now, usually, if you challenge him on facts, he can back up everything he says. He's not afraid to be challenged. You know, you can you can question him. You can, and he'll give you his sources. And if his sources turn out to be wrong, he apologizes. No, but so, but he's really, really left. If you go to Rachel Maddow, make a left turn, you'll hit Tom Hartman. Make a left turn to Tom Hartman, you'll hit my wife. Okay, <laughs> that's. So if I were, if there was like, if, if I needed a, a lift to Florida to, for, to, for a gig, my wife would say, and I'd say, honey, the only plane I can get is one of Epstein. She would go, is that gig that important? Is it more important than our marriage? <laughs> well, well, like, well, no, no, it's not. So she goes, okay, then no, you're not going to perform at the Orange Bowl. So- <laughs> Keep in mind now, this stuff goes back decades i mean probably before you even met your wife so, you know you, you if you talk about 35 40 years ago you, oh. you, yeah yeah 35 so, 40 years ago i was incorruptible enough on my own but i didn't i didn't worry about the appearance but if some rich guy just said you want you know a free vacation to an island uh i think i i wouldn't yeah i i wouldn't ask all oh, you know do you have 13 year old girls there i wouldn't that wouldn't even come up in- no because back then i would have been 13 or 14 and i've been like yeah all right you got that you got 13 year old girl wait a second you need a 13 year old boy uh oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, i forgot about that wow. uh <laughs> that party <laughs> You know, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, I, you know, the whole Epstein thing, I didn't, very little would surprise me. Jackie's going to be on tomorrow. Jackie is, a, I don't know if you guys were even part of this world at that. But Jackie's on the list? Jackie knew he went to a party at Epstein's house, and Woody Allen and Bill Cosby were both. He showed a picture. Uh, one day, I, I think I had Jamie and Carl on, and and Jackie was here, and he said he pulled up a, a picture on his phone, and it's him and uh, Woody Allen and Bill Cosby, and they're at a party at Epstein's house. I was like, wow, that's kind of weird, man. So uh, later on that day, I was on uh, Carl and Jamie's show, and I, I had a picture I manufactured of me in a hot tub with Bill Cosby, uh, Louis C.K., uh, Woody Allen, uh, uh, all these perverts. <laughs> That's the hot tub. Yeah. And it was at Ellen DeGeneres' uh, party, but she just took <laughs> off to go beat the shit out of a production assistant or something, and she would uh, wow. not in the photo. Anyway, but, yeah, so I know Jackie was at a a high-profile pervert party uh, with Epstein. I'll talk to him about that tomorrow. He's going to be here tomorrow. But uh, Okay. Interesting. He's the only guy I know who has actually met Jeffrey Epstein. So. Uh, but I would be shocked if Jackie went to the island. I know he didn't. He didn't go to the island. Uh, he didn't gain anything. Out of, you know, he, it's mostly rich people, and and you look right. powerful people. Jackie. Yeah, and it, even the politicians that I knew were never that rich. So yeah. or powerful. Yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. The politicians I knew were more like congressmen and and senators, the U.S. senators, but also state senators, and uh-huh. they were never that powerful or influential. All right, now moving just a little bit further on here, uh, the MAGA cult on Twitter on uh, 
it was on Saturday morning, started getting ahead of this thing, talking, literally talking uh, in serious terms about the reptilians and the lizard people coming out to take over the government, like with martial lizard law, lizard martial law. Uh, and seriously, like putting this out there as like a, a, and I'm not just talking about freaks on Twitter, but people involved in the cult of MAGA, you know, General Flynn. And- no, what is lizard martial law? If we're like seen tanning on rocks, we're going to be stoned or what the hell is? It's like uh, the lizard people are going to finally come out and say we are lizard people. We have been, we are alien reptilian people and we are now in charge of your planet. And, you know, they, they, they want to say, put Biden on that list, which confuses me because why would Biden need to overthrow the government to take control of the government and, and take his lizard mask off where he could just say, I'm president. <laughs> I, I'm already in charge. Hello. <laughs> uh, but it, well, maybe he needs to shed his skin. Maybe that's it. Because he because right now he's what, 80. Right. And his, so if he sheds his skin, he'll be what, 60 so that he'll <laughs> be an 80 year old lizard. Uh, oh, I thought you got younger when you shed your skin. Isn't that the whole point? Getting new I, skin? I don't think molting like de ages you. I don't think that's a thing. That's not. <laughs> yeah, I, oh, I, see, I don't know anything about lizard people. I I don't travel in those circles. Me so neither. I apologize. <laughs> I, I apologize. Me, me neither. But I they, can't believe there's they, millions of people that believe this lizards. Millions. Yeah. 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 But Billy Corgan I, from Smashing Pumpkins swears that he was in a meeting with a music uh, executive and it, the music executive took off his human disguise and showed his lizard is, face. Is there a law against doing asset while you're in the contract negotiations? I mean, don't, doesn't, the contract, doesn't the contract become null and void if you're doing asset during the negotiation? Um, I mean, no, I don't think so. I mean, you are supposed to be of sound mind. That is right. Sad. You're supposed to be of sound mind. So if you're drinking or doing acid and you're drinking, people pe- and people are pulling off lizard face while you do that doesn't that make the contract null and void? I think out being drunk would, but I'm not sure LSD would. Uh, it's not on. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. But <laughs> I mean, if you could, have you ever, have you ever played one LSD, on the radio? I'm pretty sure you can get out of sight. If you could, if you signed a contract while you were high on LSD and could prove that somehow, I think I think you'd be able to get yourself out of that contract. You think you could, uh, take Doc Ellis's perfect game away from him? <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe. Uh, I don't know. Um, but the shocking thing to me about the Billy Corgan thing is he said that on Howard Stern, that, and he said it with a straight face, like dead serious to Howard Stern, that he saw this guy become a lizard, and there was never any follow-up to it. Like, I, to me, every time the guy gets, uh, there's a microphone in front of the guy, I would expect somebody to say, Tell us more about this lizard thing. Who was it? You know, nobody yeah, even but asked don't you re- it. Hang on. Don't you realize that there was somebody that got, like, up the, they come up and grab Billy's elbow right after that interview. It was like, hey, don't you ever talk about the lizard people again, damn it. Because we'll, we'll get you. And they'll go like this. Because we'll get you. <laughs> but no, but I, I hear what you're saying. But no, he said it on Howard Stern already. You can't just take just the fear now. 
because he probably already had the fear if he saw Yeah, it but if you say it one time, you can just be seen as crazy. If you say it over and over again, it substantiates no, but, what you say. I hear you. But the the fear factor obviously doesn't work on the guy. I, I, so that's not if you're going to silence him, you got to kill him. That's that's okay. My, and they okay. Have, yeah. So uh, they didn't kill him, and that's my point with Alex Jones. If half the stuff that Alex Jones said were true, he would have been murdered a long time ago. Because why would they? You, you, you say the conspiracy yeah, but he theory is his own credibility all the time. Yeah. But his conspiracy theories are there's this deep state that is capable of the most crazy, vile things. They can get rid of anybody. They can murder whoever they want. They can murder mass numbers of people, but they can't kill Alex Jones. I mean, yeah, but okay, don't you think though? For, okay, from just think about it from their perspective though, if they if they are a thing, um, don't you think that killing Alex Jones after saying those kinds of things would make it seem more like maybe he was on to something yeah yeah for like so maybe maybe for, maybe for if it is true they don't kill him so that they don't seem more legitimate you see what i'm saying and the, yeah. what if they just cut off his tail and right. see if it grows back <laughs> yeah um that's hey that's what i think we should do we should start we should get one of those uh cigar cutter things and we should just start nipping Finger fingertips off of people, and if it grows back, we know that they're a reptile. Oh, it's like it's like a witch. It's like burn no drown her. Yeah. If she floats yeah. in the water, she floats. Yeah, she's a witch. That, so we'll that's burn how we her. Noah Crutchfield uh, seems to be a new listener, I guess, uh, says Donnie Trump is a reptilian. We'll, we'll discuss that in a second. Now, Willie, what you just said uh, shows me that you, when it comes to uh, things like mafia-related and CIA-related, you're, you're kind of naive because the mafia, the CIA, they don't care. It's like they killed Kennedy. Like everybody – they knew yeah, people were going to say shit. They don't care what you say, what you think. If the, if a guy's a danger, we're going to off him. We don't care about what you right. talk about after we kill him. You can say anything you want. Talk. But right. if, if we, we find him to be a threat to the uh, the industry or the the whatever it is, organization, uh, we're going to off him. Now it's Donnie, like it's, it's like a restaurant with the, it's a, like a restaurant with an all you can eat menu. The mafia says, um, "Talk if you want, we'll kill more." Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, uh, Donnie Trump is a reptilian. Now, are you uh, are you guys up to the uh, Trump smells like ass trending? Uh, it's been going for, for three weeks now. Uh, if it's if it's on Twitter or X, uh, I. They made it. They've added like two extra steps for me to access my account, and it's not important important enough for me to, to go through those two steps. So fuck it. I think you would enjoy the Trump smells like ass thread, though. Uh, it's been going for like three weeks. They they're saying that he's got a pu Adam Kinzinger was the first one to to bring it up that uh, people who know Donald Trump who've been very close to him says he smells like a dirty diaper all the time and then it just keep it got like wildfire caught on like wildfire now trump smells like ass is a trending thing and well, saying that, that's why milana is so repulsive every melania every time he tries to touch her she's like get away and she's like always trying to get behind him and there's pictures now of 
Is it that he smells like ass, or does he just smell like McDonald's food? Because he just does eat a lot of fast food. So does he smell like fast food or ass food? I mean, that's... Nah, he smells like he's a dirty diaper. Uh, oh. And there are pictures of, you know, since it came out, they go... because he... It's because he wears a diaper and he does because he's far too busy to stop and use the bathroom. Right. Uh, Kelly says, uh, pretty, pretty sure we need Chrissy for this discussion. Not all lizard brother, uh, brother fingers back. All lizard brother's fingers back. She may be drunk. The- I think she may be drunk. It could be. She's still uh, still high from New Year's Eve. Uh, Chrissy That's is not all, a very coherent text. Chrissy Diddle, little, um, Kelly, diddle with your other hand so you can type with your good one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, take I, a break from masturbating while you type. I think we pretty much, because I don't really have a whole lot to say about this whole lizard stuff, except that. First of all, I don't believe aliens are uh, running anything or are even here. Um, but uh, why why would they appear as lizards? It doesn't it doesn't make sense to me at all. Um, so I don't know. I don't know any anything more about it. I just uh, I just disrupted the radio feed because I'm a dick and I can't click straight. But uh, sorry about that, folks. We're back now. Um, <laughs> Freddie, let's let's move on. Freddie Prince, you guys know? Uh, are are you guys familiar with the work of Freddie Prince? I've heard of him, but I don't think I've seen any of the stuff from back in the day. Oh, I, I haven't seen I haven't seen any of his new stuff. His new stuff. <laughs> his new what's stuff, the yeah. uh, What's the show he was on? What's his show? The tonight show. Tonight show with uh, Johnny. Co- oh, his show was called Chico and the Man. Yeah, uh, I've heard of I've heard of Chico and the Man, but I've never watched it. That was his, and ran for two seasons. It, uh, it was a top rated show. It was on back to back with Sanford and Son. Yes. And, uh, oh, okay. He, he was a, a Puerto Rican kid from New York City uh, who played a Chicano, which is not Puerto Ricans and Chicanos are not the same thing. But because the people in Hollywood couldn't tell the difference, he had cast as Chico in the Man, uh, which was a start. Uh, uh, the, the whole premise was it was a mechanic, an old mechanic. I forget the guy's name. I can see his face. But the old man who was a mechanic. Albert something? Something Albert? I don't know. Albertson? Albertson. Jack Albertson. Thank you. Uh yeah, he he was the old man, and Chico was the young employee working in the shop, and they, he was like a father figure to him, and Chico in the man. Uh, but uh, Freddie Prinze, again, 19 years old on The Tonight Show. Just think about yourself at 19 years old, and would you be able to be standing shoulder to shoulder with the best of the best in and, and come across so cool, smooth, polished, and all that kind of stuff? It's just mind-boggling no. to me. Uh, no, when I when I was nineteen, I was only funny by accident. Well, I take that back. I was cafeteria <laughs> funny, but I couldn't I couldn't be funny like on purpose to people. Yeah, I, was still get, too, I was too nerdy. Take the funny out of it, and just the the realizing that you're you've got to uh, just to conduct yourself. Yeah. yeah, conduct yourself and hang out with people like Sammy Davis Jr. and not be starstruck or intimidated, and just be able to. Engage in conversation like an adult at 19 years old. With no, that else. I could do, but it had to be about politics. It had to be like <laughs> politics or philosophy because of the way I was raised. I was my mom raised me to talk to those kinds of people 
I was like her show pony. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? It's like from five or six years old, you know, from like five or six years old, my mother would drag me to these like political events things when she couldn't find a babysitter. Right. And somebody would be like talking about something. And my wife, my wife, wow, sorry, Freud. My oh, mom, <laughs> my, my mom would say, um, let me go get Glenn. Um, he has some really good ideas on this. And literally, I would be like talking to like those people, like my mother's show pony. She, my oh. bright little genius son. And it's, and that made, that carried you, on you until really I beat her at Scrapple. Well, yeah, but what you weren't talking to your day. I was talking to congressmen and senators and stuff like that. Actors. Wow. Wow. Very good. Um, but now this whole idea of because he was a graduate of the New York City uh, uh, School for the Performing Arts. And I don't know because I've never uh, even asked this question before, if that's a common thing, like do all cities have a high school for the performing arts? Do you know? Did they have one in your city where you grew up? I don't up? think so. Yeah. I think, I, think no. it's a, I think it's a really good idea because he didn't, uh, if, you, if you see him in conversation, he, it's clear that he had a, he didn't need a college education. He was educated in high school to the point uh, uh, where he was a sophisticated adult upon graduating high school. He knew uh, about every, you know, a lot of things, universal type of university level type of conversation he could engage in. So these high school performing arts, they were taking kids that obviously uh, knew what they wanted to do in life. And that was being performing arts, whether a comedian, musician, whatever, but they, they also, were put through some real academic, you know, schooling. And I think it's a really good thing. I, I think we should look in, look into, but include that into our education system because I think, you know, the people who did do that are some, are some really incredibly uh, smart and and uh, intelligent people. And I think a lot of it has to do with that kind of that kind of schooling. Yeah, we're going to let you perform and do what you love, and we're going to train you to be what it is you want to be, but you got to you got to pass all these tests, and you got to go through this. I mean, I think that that's thing. definitely, that would be a much better direction for education to take, to, yeah. to like, you know, look at what what they're good at, what they're passionate about, and and foster that. You right. know it's, like, it's, like, it's, like, it's like woodshop for the arts. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But in order to uh, pass the, uh, in order to be included in the woodshop program, you have to pass math, science, uh, English, and history, right. and to yeah. to a great, a satisfactory level where you feel like an adult. I think it's great. The problem is, a lot of small towns probably can't fund that kind of stuff, right. and, and all that kind of stuff. But when you look at somebody like that, you got to say. Is he a specially gifted person? Did did the hand of God just touch this guy and and give him all this um, incredible uh, maturity, or is he a product of the education system that he wasn't? Right. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that, but it's definitely well, it's and probably a mixture of the two, though. Also, you know what I mean? Okay. You know, I think that. I think that it's imperative that when when we notice that in our young people to to encourage that as much as we can. 
You know what I mean? Because because when when young people, and at least in my in, in in my own experience, because see, like I was a very talented young person, but I didn't have encouragement. I didn't have people speaking positivity into my life. So there was, instead, there was, there was nobody. There was nobody saying to you, "Masturbate, masturbate, mas." You know, once you were really good at, no. touch your okay. willy. No, there was no one there. Uh, I feel so no, bad. Matter of fact, I was told to masturbate less, but I was caught masturbating by pretty much every member of my family at one point, except maybe my grandma. I don't think my grandma ever caught me. Everybody so else you, caught me masturbating never, at some point. You never had a priest saying, you know, trying to like get you in the back room and encourage you to be a better alternative I had, a, I had a i had a priest tell me that god had his finger on me while he had his finger in me and it was very confusing time no all right anyway i'm <laughs> that's i'm <kidding. laughs> the hand of god um the hand of god yeah <laughs> I, I, I i've totally had my mind blown here just now so um yeah uh so you know but the other part of this uh, one of the kind of he, he blew his brains out at 23 um that's you can't that's super sad I, it's so sad but he was still doing stand-up comedy he was doing a show he's on the top of the world now 23 years old again but that's I'm not try, what... trying to wrap my head yeah. around this this is a kid yeah who, you know you, you kind of chime in on this but basically he's a kid who knew what he wanted to do went to high school with the goal had had career aspirations very young you had to Got all, everything happening for him. It was one of the most celebrated people for a very short time. Young kid, you know, prodigy. Gets a, a hit television show. I think it had to do with um, a woman who was uh, pregnant with his son at the time, uh, rejecting him and all that stuff. But it, I can't see somebody with that much going for him just quickly becoming suicidal the point i'm i got reluctant uh, slowly building to here is at some point that suicidal tendency had to be there all along i don't think it could have just right up. yes yes it it didn't in my opinion it definitely didn't appear overnight it was probably something that he dealt with for a long time maybe even why he got into performing in the first place because oftentimes getting into the performing arts it's usually a sign that you're escaping something else. You know right. what I mean? And I mean, when you really look at it. So yeah. there was probably something present for a long time. And even in myself, like that was one of the things of why I wanted to get more diligent about how I was treating myself mentally and things like that. Because, you know, it's like you said, you know, I just had some some things not happen for me like like I thought they would. You know what I mean? Now, if I'm not strong in my mental health and my emotional health, that stuff could carry me off into thoughts and actions that are very not good for me, you know? And that's the importance of making sure that your mental health is strong, that your emotional health is strong, especially when you're in entertainment. Because right. one of the things that I can definitely say as an entertainer is that the, the swing you feel from being out there doing a show, the, the crowd loves you, whatever. That is a huge high. And then you go back to a hotel room 
or maybe wherever else you might be staying and you're alone and there's no fanfare, there's no this, there's no that. That is a huge swing in how you feel emotionally and what you can begin to tell yourself in that time. If you're not like in the right direction, you can send yourself into a negative spin real fast and really hard. You know what I mean? Right. Carl made a comment here as it said, uh, it's almost as if success or money won't cure depression. That's not what I was suggesting right. at all. I wasn't, I wasn't suggesting that uh, that would be a cure. I'm saying the, the way that people can, ma- especially comedians, can mask that that level of depression where it's suicidal thoughts and, and you know all the ideas of su- ideation of suicide. That, because Richard Jenny did it, to be able to get up in front of a, a room. Now, comedians are smiling. They're making people laugh. They're masking this depression to a point where nobody can see the depression. It's, it's like he's Mr. Good Times. He's making everybody laugh. That skill to be able to convey happiness and joy to people and not let them know the pain you're feeling, that's in, it's an incredible um masking yeah. ability which is, is bizarre they covered freddie prince a little bit in the comedy store mike bin, mike binder's uh uh ten, eight part series on, on uh the comedy store jj walker <laughs> i bu- dynamite was his one of dynamite. His he's the one who discovered the body i believe but they didn't go into it's, it's hard for me to believe that one one incident is is the reason like you know girl girl whatever it is i mean i know it can be a trigger to a lot of things but the fact that he was on stage you know two nights before the light of the world and may enlighten people up and not giving any hint to the fact that he was about to do something like that that's it's scary and it's it's mind-boggling and all that kind of stuff. It's really hard I, to wrap. I, I guess it's also possible that some people are depressed and don't even know they're depressed. It's just in their minds, this is just right. who I am. Yeah. And so yeah. there's there is like they don't. They, in other words, to the to us to a, let's say a psychologist, they will look at them and go like, "Wow, those are classic signs of depression and suicide." And to the, to the actual person experiencing, it's like, "Well, I've always been this way. I don't see any different. Right. It's like this is who I yeah. am." I don't know yeah, if no. he had a drug problem. Um, you know what? I don't even, I'm not even sure. Like, talking around the early 70s. Yeah, he did drug. have a drug problem. Somebody should have drugged his ass away from the gun. Oh, yeah. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. What? Uh, I don't know. I think cocaine was a big thing in the early 70s. That could be wrong about that. But uh, cocaine feels more like late 70s, 80s when I when people because it was thought of as a rich man's drug you have to be right. pretty rich and or or musician like jazz although yeah no i'm gonna look into it further but uh i again i just back probably... then i think it was like a bit barbiturates and amphetamines and maybe volume yeah pills were big this is what people don't you know younger generation x and b and younger uh drug users don't understand the uh, pills were the thing because pills because you could they were cheap you could steal them from grandma's medicine cabinet uh you can you could get doctors to write your bad script you know phony scripts it's pills right. were the big thing in the 70s a huge yeah yeah my my stepfather used barbiturates to off himself 
And my mother and my mother says that he's always my, my mother says, well, he's always had that tendency. He's always had a bunch of pills just in case. And that was the way she said it. Yeah. He's always had a bunch of pills just in case. Like in case of what? It's not like a spare tire. It's and like oh, I got a flat. I'm going to fix it. Break glass overdose. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. Uh, very interesting stuff. Um, but yeah, so I'm gonna put, I'm gonna find the link to that Freddie Prince uh, debut on the Tonight Show. I heard, you know, six minutes of your time, seven minutes of your time. If you're yeah. into comedy, definitely check it out at some time. I think you'll be like flawed by the fact that knowing this kid is 19, 19, and that, I, I've I, seen it. I didn't, I didn't know he was 19. Well, yeah. maybe I did back then. Being, being in comedy for less than a year. It just graduated high school less than a year before that. You know, we... Uh, it's, we okay. <laughs> See, that's kind of the thing that drives me batty about the whole, uh, you know, paying your dues and being a part of the local... Like, this dude obviously didn't spend six or seven years before he got on television. I think you he know did, what I mean? but in not not in the, the way that most people do in comedy clubs. He did it in a high school that that with a, obviously I would love to find out. I mean, if was still his whole alive. high school experience that place? Huh? Was well, his whole high school experience that place, or did he go there for like a year or two? No, or that, it, it, that was four four years uh, of uh, the. He went uh, all four years. So yeah, I would love to know if his teacher or comedy coach from the high school days is still alive and if we could talk to him about how how, how did he even get hooked up to go to that school you have to you know, this is part of yeah it's got to be like an up. invite only yeah um, well you have yeah no you can apply but you have to meet certain standards and all that kind of stuff there was probably some kind of uh affirmative action definitely included in that in the 70s that was a big thing and right. uh let's face it um yeah he got lots of different racial components but he was uh considered uh rare because you know the chico and the man was the first sitcom to highlight hispanics now they got it wrong they even though they, they had a puerto rican playing a, a la mexican or a Chica, a a uh west coast chicano uh puerto ricans and chicanos don't even really speak the same language, which is. But at least of, they, but at least they tried. I mean, right. you look at when well, you look at um, uh, what was it, Kung Fu? Right. They 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 turned down Bruce <laughs> With Lee David because, Carradine. <laughs> yeah, they turned down Bruce Lee because he was too Asian. No, yeah, well, that makes <laughs> sense because Daniel Kane, the character, was supposed to be half Caucasian. It was supposed to be a, yeah. a half and half. Like he, one of his parents was was a Caucasian. That shows the only American. reason I know who David Carradine is. Yeah. <laughs> so I would see, I could see why they would turn down Bruce Lee for being too Asian for that because it was supposed to be. But David Carradine wasn't the necessarily. <laughs> there's nothing <laughs> uh, suggestive of Chinese about. Who he, and the way he played it was like really he played it like like I played I remember when we did the, the Potestan and it was like uh, almost 20 hours in and Carl had some guys from England on and they asked me to do my version of a British accent and they said uh, one of the guys said we're not retards <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I'm 20 hours without sleep, and I'm not—I I could never do an English accent for shit anyway. 
But ask me to do it after <laughs> after 20 hours and no sleep. I'm going to sound like a retard. Yeah. So, But that's what David Carradine made Chinese people sound uh, like, all retards. Um, it's funny. One, one of my closest friends is, is from was Worcestershire. Worc- <laughs> Worcestershire. That's where she was from, where they make the sauce. Yeah. Uh, and and she doesn't say it. She doesn't say it like she doesn't say it like we say it. You know, I'm just saying. That, so being from there, she didn't pronounce it like we did. And I spent a lot of time with her. So most of whenever I did a British accent, I was actually just imitating a like a 70 year old woman. You know the way she talked. And then yeah, that was my British accent. It was like, and I would speak like she did, which was not the same right. as you know they would talk now. I was like, Jesus. Um, Ram Ryder, <laughs> Ram Ryder, uh, asked when is the client list coming out. That's a good question, but even more importantly, or or equally important, is how is it coming out? I mean, we don't know. We know it's supposed to come out today, uh, but where and how? Like, will they release it on Twitter? Will they release it on uh, news organization? Will it come out on cable? Who knows? We don't really know. They're gonna ram it down our throat. I I will again. I wouldn't be shocked if it doesn't come out. It's kind of like uh, we were waiting, waiting uh, for the JFK yeah. files to be released. Trump yeah, promised he was going to release them uh, by law. Yeah. He was supposed to release them, and then he did. Yeah. And then Biden still did. Why? Yeah. So just because they said it was coming out today uh, doesn't mean it necessarily is. Maybe yeah. we're all just because the psyched. government tells you something doesn't mean it's true. Yeah. Uh, no. Doesn't somebody? Wouldn't somebody else have access to that list, though, other than the government? I mean, like Jelaine, G- yeah, Jelaine Maxwell, Jislaine. Yeah, she's a little busy. She's a little tied up. She is. But is she, um, uh, is she tied up or just? I, I I don't think that she's under house arrest. I don't think she's like tied up, right? She's she has attorneys, well, she right? Likes, she likes to be in that rope binding stuff, you know. Yeah, so That's, people are already putting lists out on Twitter, but again, it's all people they yeah. want to be on that list. I want, right. you know, it's like what GD said the other day. I, I would like to think, I would like to think everybody I don't like is on that list. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would are not mind if my name were on today? the list. You wouldn't mind if your name was on the list? Right, because at least somebody would know who I was. For, <laughs> even, even, even if it's only for 15 minutes. Yeah, well, I think you'd get a lot of fucking crazies who want to take... See, I think that's what the danger in putting this list out is... Listen, a lot of these guys have personal security that it'd be impossible to get through, but not everybody is going to have that. And so you put this list out there, you're going to make a lot of crazies incentivized to hurt people. Well, okay, they have like a, a G.D. Henderson, you know, some or maybe an O.D. Henderson... Right. And so that they just they think it's me for a while. That's right. fine. Then we clear it. Then we can clear it up. Yeah, because I don't want to damage my my. I don't want to damage my marriage. My wife would be like really disappointed in me. <laughs> really disappointed. Wow. Yeah, wow. you don't want you don't want my wife. You don't want my wife being disappointed in you. You you might as well just you know just take you might as well take the Freddie Prince way out. Uh so here's Mississippi Sambo on Twitter right now. What is wrong with Tom Hanks? Too many trips to Epstein Island. Will his name be exposed this week when the list is revealed? This, so uh, it, yeah, it's, it's constant. See, I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one. <laughs> not the only one. There, I, no, it's it's constant. It's like every week since we've heard about Epstein, that Tom Hanks has been mentioned in the, in this stuff. 
I did, you know, when this stuff was first happening, I did a, I was on a podcast called Good Times with Arsenic, and we did like a role play. We did like a, like a fake role play thing where uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and I think Bill Clinton and uh, I can't remember. Everybody tried to play like a different character, but we were all on Epstein's Island, um, you know, talking to each other but we were all like celebrity characters i'll have to find that and so it was pretty ridiculous now i we worked our way because a ram rider asking when the list comes out worked our way back to epstein here do you think this will actually uh impact people's career i don't think so people have been talking about tom hanks he's made movies in the in the time that people have been talking about him rob reiner has, has made uh stuff and i don't think it i think the, the stigma because again you can't convict you can't be convicted of a crime because your name is on that list right. uh so right. i don't think it will make much of a difference to a lot of people's careers all it's got it, it, it's no. just like another distraction to keep people talking about shit that is not going to change anything in the long run anyway. I think if you're a nobody, if you're like an unknown, it could make a difference because then people pay attention to you. No, I think you you're like that clear with what you want to be on the list. I get that. Right. Yeah. But if, but if you're somebody, <laughs> if, you're, if, if, if you're somebody who's already established with a, with a worldwide reputation, it's just like pfft, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. they go through and they go like the one, the one Willie C is on there. Shit. <laughs> what uh, now? Uh, I, it, this is really irresponsible of me, but I'm going to do it anyway. What if, uh, like Alec Baldwin? Because Alec Baldwin is rumored to be on that list, but he's also he got off. He wasn't uh, charged officially charged, right? With with the the shooting stuff, he got off on that. No, stuff. I'm pretty but, sure he was, wasn't he. He was, but well, there was a trial. So there was a trial. Was it dismissed? Yeah. I think it was dismissed, but whatever. It did not really end his career. That wasn't a career end. The point I'm making is people who are on that list, will it necessarily end their careers or just be more like Kevin Spacey? I think uh, he was trending last week. Like he came out with a Christmas video and he, people were talking about him. Like, doesn't he know his career is over? Um, but is it really? Is or is it just? Like, no, it's not over. It's just it's just on hiatus. Yeah, it's on hiatus. Exactly. I think that will be the case with a lot of these people who end up being on the list. If any of like show business people really end up being on the list, the Lolita Express, which it's called. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. Uh, about what the fallout's going to be, and I don't know if there's going to be any real fallout at all, except that pe- more stuff for people to talk about, or not talk about, or deny. Right. It would be really interesting to see people like scrambling to try to make excuses, or that will be the the, the fun part of it. Watching people whose names are on that list, like Alan Dershowitz. When and now he can't deny he was there, but he's because he, enough eyewitnesses put him there. But he says, uh, he never took his underwear off. Like, uh, come on, uh, oh, okay, that's because the underwear don't have that little escape patch in the front, right? I mean, so those creative excuses people are going to come up with, uh, or or you know, whatever rationalizations that will be interesting. What to hear the kind of uh, twists and turns that people lie about, anyway. Uh, the Segura thing. Uh, now, people are right. 
they say, because the clip that uh, Opus AI put out there is me just saying, Tom Segura is a shitty person. Uh, and that's basically all you hear me saying. Now, people, yeah, are, ang- that. Yeah. people are angry at me. They say, well, you're going to uh, say somebody's a shitty person. You have to back it up. Well, I did back it up with the, with the full 11-minute clip. It's really hard, even if I were... It, it, if AI weren't involved and I were to edit down a 30 to second to 60 second clip for a reel like that or a short on YouTube, I don't think I could actually back it up in that time anyway. But uh, I think what you need to do, and um, this is, and believe me, this is just somebody who knows nothing about comedy or anything else, um, is to take that whole clip, the whole 11 clip, minute clip, and do like they do at the end of a movie and on television. You compress the, com- the, 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 you just go, the whole thing just in th- into a 30 second clip just do all 11 minutes right there so they can hear the whole thing it's just you just have to slow it down yeah this uh triple x person is confusing me it's like kelly took over his keyboard or something do w-h-e-o-w words o-r-e what they learn spell all day don't now it uh, this is like Kelly took over somebody's keyboard. All is learn, break down, what, W-A-T, it is control. control. All right. That's probably why their name is X. They couldn't get the rest of the letters out for their name. It's like, shit. Okay. Uh, we'll just, we, I, I like this. We'll just be triple X. I got to yeah. uh, be reinstate the phone line so people can call up and talk. Because sometimes, uh, you know, typing doesn't, <laughs> doesn't work. What if, what if Triple X does talk like that? <laughs> well, it would be good to hear. Like <laughs> Triple X um, sounds like Vin Diesel. I thought you guys knew that. Oh, uh, that's good. Uh, a good one. I, I forgot yeah. about it. Uh, uh, but coming yeah. back to the YouTube thing and, okay. and Um And just and so... Can you not hear me? No, I hear you. And you're yeah. Just... Okay. okay. We're just ignoring you. Oh, okay. Like usual. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, well, because I was looking up what happened with Baldwin or whatever, and I guess they... Chargers were like... they. Exp- I don't know if they expired or what, but it looks like back in... Back in like... April, they the charges were like dismissed, and in October they had not refiled. So I don't think, yeah, I think I think nothing happened there. I think you're exactly right, Matt. Like he got off of that scot free. What you don't now is not lost. You just don't don't now. I think that's supposed to be no. His K is not working. Right. What you don't know is not lost. Right. Just it's public know. restraining order. He probably not allowed to use this K. Racist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and they got Maybe you bought the right to use your K. You abused it. No. <laughs> Kelly probably took his K because she needed one more. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. Wow. Yeah. Um, now, <laughs> but so coming back to the AI thing and how it. Uh, really confused. Like the one, the one I was talking about last week, um, where the girl, the woman who who had the Food Channel, uh, and then the abusive husband and all that stuff. That clip has gone insanely. I think the last thing, uh, thirty three thousand views over the weekend, and comments by all these people on it. Even if I clarified, 
Only one person asked, what is this clip from? And then I said, oh, glad you asked. Here's the full hour if you're interested in hearing the whole story before commenting on all this stuff and acting like you know this woman's whole story. But uh, the same is now true with the with the Segura stuff, and I'm going to post more of the Segura stuff because it's it's also uh, resonating with people. Is that I think I need to incorporate somehow for the AI to say this is from a larger piece before you comment. Maybe go look at the longer piece and see what what it's all about. Yeah, because I was glad to see that you put the link to that in the comments, though. Yeah. Um, but so now the other thing I wanted to mention about that was one of the people who commented on that. Who the fuck is this guy? Meaning me. Yeah, I did, I did see that. Well, two people did. But one of the people who commented that is has to handle Senator Ted Cruz. And the profile is a picture of Ted Cruz. Now, Tom Segura has this whole bit about Tom, uh, what a pervert Ted Cruz is, so I don't think Ted Cruz is a fan of Tom Segura, but uh, I don't even think this is the real real Ted Cruz. I think YouTube, like Facebook would definitely not, if you reported that, they would ban that person. They, they have a no impersonating celebrities. Twitter has a verification system. I don't think YouTube has any verification system on, on it at all, which tend to make me think you could set up a profile claiming to be anybody and really make them look bad by just going into, you know, you could really disgrace somebody because Ted Cruz has no, no content on YouTube. Uh, even though he does have a podcast, which is on a different channel. But uh, I don't believe this is really Ted Cruz. But I, I asked on Twitter, the YouTube uh, account of, of YouTube uh, on Twitter, do you have any verification or you even care about celebrity impersonation at all? It's a it's a legitimate, legitimate concern that they don't have any blue check marks, any way of verifying that the person you know, who, who's corresponding with you is actually... Yeah, but, God, but, but God forbid you have like a, a misstatement because they'll rip down your whole fucking hour. That, but that, you can have a whole profile based on fraud. That's exactly but, what the point I was making. Like, they, they're really hypervigilant about some things that are, they should let go. Like, you know, whatever. Uh, uh, Willie talking about the Facebook thing. They were all ready to fucking give me a strike over that. I had to go to battle over it. But if Willie said he was Bill Clinton and I'm here fucking my 13-year-old on Epstein Island, they would be like, ah, oh, that's fine. Yeah, it's like when, like when Matthew yeah. Perry snorted, <laughs> snorted, snorted coke off of Mother Teresa's tits. What? Um, on that Sunday morning when Matthew Perry was calling from heaven. Oh, I forgot about that. Yes, I forgot about that, all about that one. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. okay. It's That's right. okay for Matthew Perry to do that, but God forbid. Well, if you're dead. Yeah. What, well, that's what are you going to do? Right. They go crazy. What all a non- Bible believe they go crazy about uh, bad energy peeps hold on I am mate you love Yahshua Kelly is impersonating somebody without a doubt no, she said, she's claiming it's not her my middle name uh, at some point she she denied that that's her but I I think it's got to be her right I, you know, I didn't know, I didn't know that Kelly's real first name was what? We have to say goodbye to Gov really quick. 
good we're over time. Oh, goodbye, Govs. Uh, Kelly, no, uh, are we Kelly, middle, a middle name is Did you Dawn. have more commercials you wanted me to do? I'm not, no, yeah, I have commercials. I decided to today because the, nobody would want to be sponsored by the Epstein lizard people. Uh, or, or wants to sponsor the Epstein Lizard People show. So I decided it was a uh, intentional thing not to run any commercials today. We have lots of new sponsors oh, that sure. have to write copy for. They're not sending me copy, so I have to write copy for commercials. Ooh, uh, ooh, hey, hey, I'd love to. Maybe I could try doing that. You could try. I'll send you some. I'll send you. Well, you have to go to the websites. Some of them. Yeah. Really odd product. It's like products. Ooh, now they're sending me. Um, this is exciting. I don't know. You're fun. not gonna be. You're not gonna be excited by some of these pest control. Oh, stuff and, I don't uh, know. I grew up in Iowa. I'm excited by a lot of weird things. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So I'm gonna have to write copy for them, and you can definitely take a shot at writing the copy if you want. Uh, but the, the the way you do that is go to their website, kind of see what they're all about, see what they say about themselves. And then right. uh, try to make it as entertaining as possible. Uh, the yeah. bug spray, not not bug spray, pest control, bug control uh, thing. But a lot of these uh, sponsor wannabes are wanting to send me products to to test out and use uh, to incorporate in product placement. Now I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, you 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 want to try product placement? Yeah, I'll try. I'll try. What are you going to do? Spray spray your balls for uh, bug control? Uh, Perhaps it's keeping there, the there. There do tend to be pests around my balls sometimes. Yeah. Uh. So, so yeah. That's um, no way to talk about kids. That is no way to talk about children. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> wow. <laughs> the uh, last thing about the YouTube thing is, I, I almost because I don't want to um be like uh vindictive you know, some people should be encouraged to say whatever the fuck they want on the in the comments they want to fucking bash me that's fine but if you want to do it hiding under the uh impersonation of somebody i feel like that's cowardly you're not you know put your real name behind it or something and i was tempted to report them to youtube i didn't do it but i know that youtube if if you report them and they end up being uh, not against community standards. YouTube will ban you for life if you if you put in a false report to YouTube or something wow. that they they see that they decline. They have the option of banning you for life. I mean, that that makes me not want to report anybody. Like if I saw somebody advertising for pedophiles, I would not report them because God forbid that doesn't whatever is deemed okay by YouTube. Uh, I'd be the one losing my channel over reporting them. It's a, it's a fucked up thing that YouTube has going on there. Uh, and I don't know, you know, so basically no, one day we're going to, one day we're going to find out that YouTube is being run by lizard people and then it'll all make sense. That could probably be <laughs> a lizard people. I don't know. I don't think that's it. You know, back to the Marshall with two sets of eyes. Yeah, two sets of eyes. The martial law thing has been has come up at the end of every election cycle. I think in in the last twenty five years or so. I remember when Bush Cheney's uh, 
time was up. They were saying that uh, Bush, Cheney, Bush Cheney would initialize martial law, initiate martial law to hold on to power. Then when Obama's time was coming up, they were said he was going to do it. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's back again now, but the twist is with the, with the lizard people. Um, I think that I think that the people putting it out there are just trying to get us used to the idea of hearing it, so that when it's a real threat, it's like the boy who cried wolf, and we're never we're not going to act on it. Yeah, I do think. I mean, at, there, I get that. At some point, there might be martial law in terms of trying to quell this the uprising. Whether I think there will be. Some riots, some some. I don't. I don't want to see. I'm afraid to even say because it, it seems like I'm encouraging it or want it. I not. But uh, after the next election, no matter how it goes, I think there will be uh, widespread um, protests, and some protests can get ugly, especially uh, if these situations uh, in Ukraine and and the Middle East are still going on. Listen, we had. Uh, Roads to the airports here shut down in New York over uh, the Palestine stuff last week. And it's just like, yeah. or if, if these riots continue, I could see some limited martial law, but I can't see any president. I could see Trump doing it. There's no doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trump, yeah. That, and that's what I'm referring to when I say that people want us to be like so um, conditioned, oh, conditioned to hearing it. Yeah. To hearing it. So, so that went because I, yeah, I, there's no doubt in my mind that a Trump or Trump wannabe, a Trumpite type, would institute martial law like from the toilet the first day, you know, yeah. just immediately. Uh, did you see? I, now I forget who it was yesterday on one of the uh, Sunday, not yesterday, the day before yesterday, on the Sunday morning shows, one of the uh, high right ranking Republicans, not Rona McDaniel, uh, but one of those people from the RNC said Trump could be president even from jail if he has to. If he's convicted, he could still be president from jail. There's no way. I mean, functionally, there's no way that could happen. You know I, mean? I think they mean legally. I don't think they mean functionally. I, yeah. I think they must mean legally. Right. They, so, yeah. Yeah, because you can't have like uh, you know meetings in a jail cell, in a, you know a board, <laughs> a big old. And, uh, and they're just saying that for his here. voters. They're just saying that for his voters and supporters, so that they will continue to support and vote for him, even if he is convicted, even if he is in jail. You know, and uh, I think that's what they're saying it for. I don't think they're saying it for any other reasons, because it, it's, it's so. First of all, they're so fucking stupid. The Republican establishment really, really want to be done with Donald Trump. They really want to be. And I don't know why the fuck that they don't take advantage of it. You know, the, the, the Nikki Haley's, the, the, the DeSantis's, they, they're just such fucking cowards. I don't get it. If I was trying to get rid of my neighbor and my neighbor were in this much trouble, I'd, I'd say bye, neighbor. Bye. <laughs> but... Does the neighbor have incriminating blackmailing evidence on you? That's that's don't the care. only thing. Huh? I don't care. I am not going to be held prisoner by anybody. You know, if I'm honest. I, well, I, it's I'm, because, well, let me just put that you have not done crimes that would, would end your life. No, um, I haven't. But, right. but then again, I'm not, I'm not one of those guys that would. 
<laughs> I have a moral compass. I get it, but if you, uh, that's what I'm, the point I'm making is all these people probably do. They don't have a moral conscience. They probably do have like really dark skeletons in their closet and are being blackmailed. That's the only thing I can, the, the fear of blackmail. Now, that Tim Burkett, is that in it? Burkett, came out and said that. He's a Republican. And he came out and said the other day that all all his colleagues are being blackmailed for various reasons, whether it's sexual or drug related or financial. Yeah. yeah, inappropriate, um, inappropriate investing or stuff like that. But he yeah, came I, out and said that, but didn't name names. Like, but he said all of them, really, basically. Uh, well, I, I said that back when uh, what was it when uh, back when the Russians released the shit on Clinton, on Hillary Clinton, but nothing on any Republican. Right. And I told my wife, I said, that's because they're keeping their powder dry. Yeah. That's for control. You know, right. they wipe out Hillary and control the ones that are left in power. But, and here's, here's the confusing part about it. So let's say Nikki Haley has stuff that Donald Trump is, is blackmailing about. Why run for president then? Why run against him? Why even challenge his uh in the primary why why even challenge him at all best thing if you're in that situation it's just to try to disappear until the smoke blows over and everything goes away right so in theory unless the person blackmailing you are saying look you're our you're our lapdog we need you to you know put up a good show see if we can see if we can get you up there because we might be able to take trump out and if we can then we want you there because we can control you I don't know. I, yeah, but but I what, happens when, what happens when she starts putting on too good a show? Because if you look at the latest polls within the Republican Party, she's cha- she's only like four points behind him now in uh, the Republican yeah, sure. polls. I, I, I mean, to be honest, my I maintain that most of these people are not running for president; that they're running for vice president? money. They're oh. running for books. They're running for uh, notoriety. You know, vice president, cabinet positions, most of them, you know, that's all they're running for. They're not, they don't really want to be president. Just like the first time around, Donald Trump did not expect to win. He did not want to be president. He was just trying to make a grift. According to Howard Stern, who who knew knew pretty well on the inside that uh, he was just trying to boost the ratings for The Apprentice Show because The Apprentice ratings started to drop off. And it it was between, Mark, uh, I can't remember his name now. Something with a B. Uh, the guy who produced uh, the The Apprentice and Donald Trump. They made it. You run for president. This will definitely drive the ratings through the roof on, on Apprentice, and that was the plan. Uh, but yeah, who knows? But I agree with you, and I said this last week. The Republican Party would be so they would win by by just wanting to see Trump convicted and they would win their party back and be free of the albatross around their neck because as long as he exists they're all, they're all under his thumb like in right life. so it doesn't make any sense why they don't they aren't welcoming this except that they're afraid of the fringe element the bad whatever the proud boys and all those kind of weird groups that are out there fringe yeah but most of them people. can be bought off most of them can be bought off. I mean, the least of ones, not not like the Proud Boy movement per se, but let's say there's like three people who are in charge of the Proud Boys. They can be bought off, you know, and then let them move the herd, 
you know, because they're most of them are just there for power. They're not there for any real moral compass, anything like that, because if they had a moral compass, they wouldn't be supporting Trump still. All right. The, you know, most uh, of them can be bought off. On Truth Social about 15 minutes ago, this is Donald Trump, and I don't know who the fuck he's talking to. Like, it's hard to make this out. He says, you only wish your name was in the Epstein flight list. I assure you only the best people visited the private island and spa. He only hired women that looked like they were still in middle school. And that is a fact because I reviewed the personal files for every attendant that worked on me, and they were all at least 18 years old. I will not break child labor laws for any reason. That's on the Trump what? official account on, on No, Get the fuck out of here. And not, now, did somebody <laughs> hack his account? The is that I don't break child labor laws. <laughs> right, yeah, child, I don't think that's a child labor law as much as it is uh, a rape, rape, rape law. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't break child labor laws now. Rape, okay. Because we know he's a yeah, rapist. Right, I mean, women. Right. No, yeah. On that note, PBM TV, <laughs> it's time to say goodbye to you. you. <laughs> uh, I hope nobody on PBM TV is on the Epstein list. I would just want to say that. But it, uh, PBM TV, if you'd like to be on the show, I've said this before, just drop us a line at info at minddogtv.com. We'd love to feature your music and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and there's no truth to the rumor that I started that Corey Rosen is on the list. No, he's definitely not on the list. He can't afford a new fucking phone. They ain't gonna. <laughs> I don't know if you follow Corey Rosen, but uh, he his phone broke three weeks ago, and he's without a cell phone, uh, which is not the uh, hallmark of a big television executive. Just <laughs> my phone broke, and I can't get a new one. Um, uh, yeah, not getting it... a new one—that's kind of the telltale sign, isn't it? You know, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like if you're doing well and your phone breaks or you lose your phone, you get a new fucking phone. I guarantee the head of the real MTV has a new cell phone. The second his phone gets a little wet or something, he's yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, we wish Corey all the, the best with his new phone thing. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But, Good luck. Um, speaking of that, sounds on, like you need it on Friday. Uh, the show, uh, I can't, it, Nizma, uh, I gotta, I'm gonna try to read her name, Nizma or something, uh, Nizma Osman, now she is a music business consultant that are gonna, she's gonna, the, the subject she wants to talk about is how musicians and people who want to have a career in music can actually, uh, make real money from it, and listen, it's not that complicated. Go out and gig, uh, even in small cities, small places. There is plenty of opportunity for uh, music performances. And, and going back to where uh, I started is working five, six, seven days a week playing music. If that's what you want to do, you can do it, and you can support yourself in it. You got to go out and book the gigs. It's not that hard. It's just it's work, but it's not hard. It's it's and it's yeah, not. It's, it's... God, I'm just saying, yeah. I was just gonna say it's, it's not work. rocket, not rocket science. You walk into a no, it's club rocking room. science. It's rocking science. It's rocking science. You walk uh, in. I was, just, I was just because it, it's you just have to do the work and also be willing to perform in places that you wouldn't ordinarily be caught shopping at. Right. You, just, you know, you have to go to places where somebody has to stand guard over your equipment while you're walking. I, I, I don't even mind playing those places. I'm just, I'm just saying to be willing to go there. Yeah. 
If I was young and hungry and really felt like I belonged in the music business, I would be playing seven nights a week. Uh, and, uh, you know, the big part of it is um, doing solo work is different uh, than a band part. The challenging part is to find people that you can collaborate with and work with in a duo, trio, band situation that you don't want to kill. Uh, and that you can get along with until you start working. And sometimes the up-ramp on that can be a while, and finding the right people can be a big challenge. But I don't think it's rocket science. You get out there and fucking gig. gig, And the world has changed. I don't think anybody is making money off of recorded music. I understand people want to write and record, and you should do that. But the only way you're going to sell that stuff, not thinking you're going to become a viral sensation overnight or on Spotify and get all these streams and get a billion streams so you can make seven bucks, uh, is to go out and sell the sell your work at, at your gigs. Go out and do your gigs. And when people see you and you perform an original song that they like, they happen to have it here on a thumb drive and you can buy it for a dollar or whatever, they'll, you know. Right. Yeah. Sell that now, one. Yeah, but aren't and, the thumb drives like six bucks or something like that? No, like, you can. They have actually music. That, that business card. Uh, thumb okay. Drive thing okay. That are affordable that you can actually uh mass produce your music on. They have like a like a QR code on it that they scan or whatever. Uh, no, it's actually got a a thumb drive thing in it, so you can a little USB adapter. Um. But here's the thing, you wouldn't want to do it for a single song, so you'd put like five songs on it and say four bucks, whatever it is, because you right, can right, mass, right, right. mass produce them. I think for the artist, it costs like a dollar ninety nine each. If you can make your profit margin four dollars, five dollars, so you uh, sell right. it for five dollars, so you're making three dollars profit on it. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that, and and that's so no, yes, yeah. no. I'm, work, I'm working with somebody right now in the hair and, and uh, beauty industry who still is wants to go viral and the idea of you know putting content out there that is just going to catch on fire it's like winning the lottery people people want to uh, want to have their life set for them by one uh, the home run it's not gonna be yeah. the way to do it is get your hands dirty go out there gig get your fucking gigs and keep working if, and i think that applies to comedy too i know i know sometimes the the gigs pay almost nothing, but you got you got to be out there seven days a week get, gigging. Whatever you want to do, whether it's music, comedy, uh, theatric work, or any of that kind of stuff, get out there and work. Get out there. And well, work. and that's one of the things that I've said to my wife. Even listen, even if I'm not out there, if I don't have an actual show that I'm doing on a night or an open mic or something, I at least, at the very very minimum, I want to be doing a live on my Star Maker. Because I want, I want to make sure that every day I am doing something that says this is the life I want. This is what I'm going for. Let me ask you, you know? something. In, in, in the Sioux Falls area, uh, um, are there uh, enough gigs to avail- and just not opportunities to be out every night performing somewhere? Uh, I mean, there, there possibly could be... Um, do you have enough? There's material? a lot of venues uh, here, music, but a uh, lot of them don't. Go uh, ahead. On the music side, do you have enough material to do a three-hour, three-and-a-half-hour gig? I mean, I could definitely do two. 
I could definitely do two hours, no problem. Um, I think, like, if I stretched it and got, um, you know, because my singing repertoire is, is I'm all over the map. Like, I could sing whatever. Now, right. like, I could probably go for two hours on songs that I know confidently. And then, you know, there might be. And and I don't think it'd be subpar, but it wouldn't be as good as some of the other stuff. Yeah. Because, like, and one of the things that I thought was really interesting is uh, Danica's uncle came on Friday. Now, he's seen me do karaoke, I would say, at least three times. I think this was the third time that he saw me sing. And he said to me on Friday, he's like, that's the best I've ever heard you sound. So, which felt very good to me to get that compliment from somebody who's seen me a number of different times, you know. But I also think that part of that is because I sing much more regularly now than I used to, you know. Right, yeah. What what is um I'm not giving advice here. I'm just asking questions. What if you put the karaoke stuff on the back burner and find yourself a a, a company that's to go out and actually do gigs with? Yeah, no, I I'd, could, I'd much rather I'm do think, that. I'm thinking you could work six nights a week, maybe five. I, I don't know yeah. the Sioux Falls area, but I know here you could definitely, if you had an acoustic guitarist or a piano player or so, somebody who uh, could accompany you on us and you had the, enough songs in your, you could be working five, six nights a week getting paid, a, you know, maybe 150, 200 bucks a gig. But that's a, you know, you add that up over six nights. Uh, so, uh, shh, IRS, tax free uh, if it's cash. Or, <laughs> I mean, right. it's 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 a start on a living in doing what you want to do now. Right. So I would think those opportunities are everywhere in America. I don't know. But it definitely in the New York tri-state area, uh, I think anybody with the determination can get out and start working to, tomorrow if they have the, you know, the, the, another person in play. Because especially when you don't play an instrument, you need an accompanist. If you had a, if you right. could be a solo artist, that would be one. Just wondering about the, if you're serious about music, I would probably start put an ad on Craigslist today, looking for an acoustic guitarist or a uh, keyboard player to accompany me. Start gigging ASAP. That's what I now. Would do. If, now, Willie, I'm not one to give advice, but I will tell you this: if you do look for someone to work with, um, because Bands can be contentious, and sometimes you want to kill the other person. Oh, make sure that that person is small enough that you can get rid of the body by yourself. Yeah, you don't want to have a body that you have. Yeah, to have you don't. Want, yeah, you don't want to include other right. people. That's how you get caught. That's right. True. That's just how. That, <laughs> yeah, that is, just, that is how you get caught. So make sure Do you it have myself. a Right. You have a bass player, guitar player, keyboard player. Make sure they're petite, you know, like a size one or two. Someone <laughs> that could fit I'll make in sure the to trunk. put that as part of the Craigslist. Looking for a petite accompanying this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, Mikey and I have been friends for over 50 years. Uh, but that's because you're both too big for the other one to get rid of the body by himself. Right. Exactly. I, always, I would. The point I was going to make is we would probably kill each other if uh, we could. If we could gig without each other, we uh, we kind of rely on each other for uh, to get through uh, what we need to do, and so that's the only reason uh, one of us hasn't killed the other one yet. So no, no. So and you want me to get in the company in this? You don't want me to use my phone and a backing track that that drives you crazy, right? Yeah, I don't think I don't think there's yeah. enough work for that. First of all, I don't think people. 
Listen, there, there might be some people out there gigging with phones, and, and but they aren't working steady, and audiences generally... Uh, they don't like it. No, you're right. I, I do agree with that, because when they see just that phone, they're like, what are we... What are we paying this person for? Yeah, yeah, and your tip tip cup will always be empty and dry. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm, yeah. I, I, I got a lot of stars fun. on my live last night. I was very surprised by that because that's kind of like the star maker version of a tip cup. Is yeah. they send you stars, and um, I got quite people, a few. Dude. What do you get for? I a forget star? how many I got. I, mean, uh, I think it's like a. I think it's. I think they're like a penny. I think you get like a penny per star. I don't know. Wow. Um, it, it, never, it almost sounds like an Irish curse. It sounds like an Irish curse. <laughs> may yeah. may your tip cup be empty. <laughs> you know who John Taffer is? No. Yeah, uh, yeah, the bar rescue bar, guy. Bar rescue guy. Yeah, I can love came, that show. He came to our gig. Uh, it was a summertime gig, outdoor place, and, and uh, he, Mikey spotted him the minute he was walking. He got all excited. Oh, John Tapper's here! And he came and he stood right up by the stage, and he was giving us like the bar rescue critique, while you know, looking at us and giving judging us on points, I guess. But um, yeah, a guy um, Wayne King came up and he was singing. Uh, he, he just a, a guy who shows up every once in a while. We let him sing a couple of songs. He was singing um, "Just My Imagination," and John Taffer came up and he laid down two hundred dollar bills as tips. Uh, Damn! And, wow. tip. and Mikey, thinking they were like twenty fives or tens, whatever, he just scooped them up and stuck them in Wayne King's pocket. And I saw John Taffer like go. Because he he meant that for the band, not for the the guest out of the out of crowd coming up to sing one song, uh, and he was like all livid right. about it. And Mikey was oblivious to it. I saw it; I was fucking cracking up. John Taffer, I saw him. He walked out angry after that. Like he just gave us two hundred dollars, and instead of like putting it to the band tip cup or whatever it is, he stuck it in this stranger who walked walked up his pocket. Now I was a little upset that you know I. I I get. I should get fifty bucks of that two hundred. It's a four piece. Play it up, but he just gave it to a guy who sang literally one song and walked off. He got he got paid as that's, much as the band members did that. Outside, outside of the Temptations, that's probably the most anyone's ever been paid <laughs> for yeah, singing just my imagination <laughs> for anyone who wasn't a Temptation. Yeah. And there have been a lot of Temptations. There have been like four hundred and thirty-two of them. Oh, I played. Two nights in a row, I talked about this. I played two nights in a row opening up for The Temptations, and neither one, they both billed as The Temptations, two different bands, and no original members in either, either line wow. of The Temptations. Wow. Yeah. Booking the Why, okay, funny. Huh? So you did two shows back to back, like a Friday, Friday and Saturday. Yeah, Friday and bands. Saturday night. Two different opening for the Temptations. Two different complete lineups of people. Now none of them wore original Temptations, but all not all both bands had members that had been in the Temptations after the glory days for a couple of years here and there, or whatever that kind of stuff. Was it at the same venue? No. So, wow, see, that's so weird. Was it like an anniversary of the Temptations? I'm trying to figure out how these gigs 
got booked so close I, together. I, 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 book, I booked them when they say you want to, when somebody, a uh, booking agent says, you want, we, I have a, uh, opportunity for you. It's, uh, with the temptation, you're, you're opening for the temptations. One of them was at, uh, a tiki bar. We played in the day and then the temptations came on at night. And basically, uh, when we, I was like excited to meet anybody who was, uh, associated with the temptations. And yeah. when they, when they got there, I didn't know any of them. Like I never, because I, I generally know some of the people who were in the Temptations, even after they were officially the real Temptations. Right. But I didn't know any of these people. And then the next night, like fifty miles away, same type of gig. They were both booked by different booking agents. They're people, so especially crazy. in this area. Uh, what's the other one? There's another one that oh, oh the Drifters. There are yeah. four different drifters uh, acts going around, man, and they <laughs> they call themselves the you know the official drifters. I don't know how no. they, it's not trademark. How do they get away that? with that? Yeah, audiences don't That's care. Crazy. It's basically a tribute band, <laughs> right? And, uh, there was there was a guy I saw. He was one of the original Ink Spots. I think his name was. I had to look it up. I think his name was Kenny something, um, but he was one of the original Ink Spots, huh? Lenny Coco? Oh no, that's yeah. Lenny Coco well, he was, chimes, but yeah, I think he was he, one of the ink spots. He was one of the ink spots, and he, he and it was just weird that I he was performing, still performing, at like at libraries and stuff like that. You know, <laughs> um, not, and so I'm so glad. Oh no, okay. If there's more, I just thought that was uh, the end of it. Go ahead. <laughs> oh no, there's more, but it's okay because it's it, it, it's no biggie. It's no biggie. Go ahead. I, I played with Chuck Berry when I was uh, 17 years old. Uh, Chuck Berry came in and did two songs. He got paid like $5,000 and was billed wow. as Chuck Berry. People were coming to see Chuck Berry. We played two hours before he got there, played two songs with us, and then we played another hour after he left. We got paid $25 each, and he I got like $6,000. And uh, uh one of the songs was Sweet Little 16, and the other was Johnny Be Good. And that was it, basically. And he did. No, my ding a ling? No. No, oh, that my song. goodness. It was at a, you know, oh, it, was, it was at that point where what my ding ling probably would have been more known to, to <laughs> the crowd. But I, yeah, he just. You know, that's on my, that, that song is on my list of songs you shouldn't sing in prison. I don't know if you know. Uh, that, yeah, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, the, the, um, I don't want to call them husbands. The legendary people who just uh, hang on. Now it was the real Chuck Berry, and it, but he had no band. But we were basically, uh, it was just His a house, band, yeah. yeah, house band that was yeah. there for him. That they, yeah, we'll get some kids to be up on stage. It would love to be able to say that they played a gig with Chuck Berry. Walked in and, and did it for like fucking peanuts, and he got like six thousand dollars or something for playing two songs and walking out crowd was really so, disappointing. you know you can imagine people going oh i'm gonna go see chuck berry and then he comes and, and he barely, two songs. he's barely showed up yeah yeah two songs for, for the price of admission. i uh i don't know if i ever told you this uh i'm i met the pointer sisters and had an opportunity to open for them but i blew it uh -huh. um but I like it was a weird situation. This is 2003, okay? And I was staying at the Hollywood Bungalow in Los Angeles, like, um, and they like it was one of the weirdest things because I'm out, I'm outside just having a cigarette, and this fucking limousine pulls up. 
Now, the Hollywood bungalow, um, uh, which I'm trying to um, I'm trying to think of what street it was on or whatever. But anyway, Coenga, uh, I think it's on Coenga. It's not huh? on Sunset. It's not on Sunset. I thought it was on Sunset. The Hollywood Bungalow. Seen a little lady in the Hollywood Bungalow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, um, yeah, right. I'm I'm pretty sure it's on. I'm pretty sure it's on. I can't remember. I'd I'd have to. It's been a long time. But anyway, uh, it's a hostel. It's like a. It's like a. It's like a cheap cheap hotel. You right. know what I mean? For travelers. And this fucking limousine pulls in. And I'm thinking, well, that's fucking weird, right? And it's the fucking Porter sisters get out of this fucking limousine. And they're in town doing some recording studio stuff or whatever. And now, was it the four or the three? Uh, there was just two of them, actually. It was Bonnie, and I don't even remember what the other one's name was. But me Racist. and Bonnie... What? <laughs> Another two thousand three. Yeah, yeah. It was Bonnie and I start having this conversation. She finds out that I'm comedian. She's like, "Oh, we have comedians open for us sometimes." Blah 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 blah, and things start sounding really cool. And then she wants me to come to the room later, and we'll talk more about it, right? And so I go to the room later. Yeah, I know, right? And uh, (laughs) uh, oh. Yeah, what what I'm about to tell you is I'm sure going to be largely disappointing. But it was, you know, I was 22. I still had a lot of hope in myself. Nowadays, I probably would have responded to this much differently. But so a little bit later, I let them get settled or whatever. And I go to the room to talk to Bonnie like she had asked. And I get in there and uh, it's pretty clear that she wants some stuff to happen. There's some cocaine out and stuff. And I'm like, and I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna go. Like, like I don't, I don't really want to. This isn't how I want to, you know. And I left, and I never talked to her again after that. that was, I, I'm very disappointed in you. I, I <laughs> knew. I, I see. I knew that that was gonna be how you responded to that. I was like, yeah, but yeah, that's yeah. not like I was like, dude. This is maybe if I was my dad. You know what I mean? If I was my dad, I probably would have done some coke diddle Bonnie Pointer and got some gigs out of it. You know what I mean? Like, but I just, uh, I was 22 and like, I don't know how old Bonnie Pointer was at that point, but I'm going to say she was definitely over 50. I think she might've been over 60 and I, I was just, I couldn't do it. I, I, I had done do Coke it. with Martha Washington. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I do feel, I do feel like that was definitely, uh, a misstep when it came to making it. I probably should have. I probably should have done that coke and body pointer, and I'd be famous already. Probably. And also the double standard here for women. I could see rejecting the casting coach, but if you're a male, uh, I, I, you should be, you should be <laughs> able to sleep sleep your way to success whenever it's offered. Uh, so yeah, anyway. yeah. Well, now I'm much more willing, and and I don't even care if she's cute or if she's even a she at this point. I don't care. I'll slob enough. I don't care. Like, well, <laughs> it is 11:21 a.m. Eastern right now. Still no uh, list. Official list has been uh, released anywhere that I can see. Fucking liars! I got lots of news sites open here. Nobody's nobody's actually presenting 
the list, but we'll see. Maybe it'll happen. Anyway, Jackie will be here tomorrow. We'll we'll probe we'll probe Ooh. Jackie about his Epstein oh, experience. I, I love it when we probe Jackie. That's that's yeah. one of my favorites. But does Jackie well, love it? Jackie uh, always loves it. <laughs> Ah, uh, who knows? I mean, let's see. Uh, Epstein no, Jackie's going to tell me I don't know how to tell a joke again. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that goes with my... I have, I have four four brushes right now. I have Alex Jones, Penis Can, uh, uh, Monkey Box. I got uh, uh, Robert F. Uh, Kenny, uh, George Peterson, and I got Jackie. <laughs> Those are my four impressions. There you go. Wow. They they almost border on sound effects. They, they, <laughs> they, they are, sound more like sound effects. Than, than, that's than, all than, I got. <laughs> I mean, I I definitely need some dialogue to go with with some of that. Yeah, stuff. yeah. Because right now, all of the it seems like all of them say coke can penis. Coke, coke penis. <laughs> coke penis. Frog penis. Uh, frog penis and, and the monkey pox. Uh, I got yeah. I got monkey pox from the frog penis. Yeah. Uh, and the lizard people, lizard people in the frog penis. Yeah, I knew that. I knew the lizard people was coming. I had to. lizard people in the frog penis. Uh, but no, that's all I got. I got to come up with some real shit. I'd like to do Alex Jones interviewing RFQ uh, and Jordan Peterson at the same time. Now I could throw in Jackie in there just to, <laughs> every once in a while. Uh, but that's that's Jackie's <laughs> whole shit. <laughs> Wait, does does my thing work? Let me see. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Right. I I think. Um, Matt and I, I hate offering critique, but I think if you're going to do oh, Jackie right, wouldn't you have to walk away from the mic and do that too? Uh, well, yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, he he doesn't always walk away from the mic, but yeah, that would be probably you no, know, you tell a joke away from the mic, like <laughs> 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 yeah, there you go. <laughs> wow. Uh, he's gonna hate me now. Don't tell him I don't tell him I made fun of him like that tomorrow. Let him, uh, I wouldn't have to. I, I think um his one of his underlings is going to, is already watching, you know, to prepare yeah, for the yeah, show. Well, yeah, Jackie doesn't watch the show himself. He has somebody watch it and then watch it for him, right? One of his fan club members. Yeah. One, one of his Kelly. His Kelly is watching the show for him, and then she'll let him right. know what's going on. Right. She or he will let him know. Hmm. Wall Street apes. Let's make this the most viral video, uh, Maxwell <laughs> sentencing. Uh, this week should focus on the world's richest people uh, raping underage children three times a day on Epstein Island. Well, three times. I mean, if it was twice, we'd let them. How get do away you? With yeah. It. How do you know the frequency? I I don't know. Kenneth, but but you know, two times will will allow. But just you go in for a third dip. Well, they say once, twice, three times a rapist. Yeah, that's, that was. Oh, I don't think that's how that goes. I don't think that's how. That I'm goes. pretty sure that's how the original lyrics went like that, and then oh, they yeah. got, you know, they got blackballed, and they had to change the lyrics from "rapist the lady." Oh yeah. Well, before we sign off, I just want to say this, you guys. I think I told you that the drummer uh, band wanted to cover James Taylor's uh, "Your Smiling Face," and we learned right. that it was a very. Uh, we got to the end of the gig. Now I, I would drove my wife off fucking crazy with the fucking song playing it all day long and all night long uh scott the bass player i know also had woodshedded it and knew it completely we'd ever played it we got to the end of the show oh that's fucking I i'm sorry when you work that hard for something it, you, it needs to be played you, 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 you need to stop the audience from leaving it says no 
Yo, you will stay here. You will listen to this shit. <laughs> One more song. But it's actually it's not a request from the audience. It's just yeah. a demand from the fucking yeah, don't, yeah, You're going to listen to one more song. The Metallica old man might have got a little upset if we if I did that. Oh, we definitely have to play one more song because this is my request. And then play the James Taylor uh, song. Of, <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, no. It's, 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 I drove my wife almost to an insanity with this fucking song. And then we didn't play. Okay. It. And so I, believe I, I, I've been there. I've, I've been there. I, I, I did. Sh- I was performing by myself and I ran out of time and I still had two songs left. I could, the whole thing was song parodies and it was just two song parodies that I just busted my ass to get right. And I busted my ass and I ran out of time and I looked at the clock and I went, fuck, I, I can't do it. And I even looked, I even looked and asked for permission. I said, do I have time for one more song? And they're like, no. <laughs> like, fuck. The audience is going, like, one more song, one more song. And, and the, but there was a band coming up after me, and they're like, no, you've got to get off. I'm like, And here's the thing. For as the much time, as I love Irish goodbyes, I'm going to get out of here before yeah, I piss myself. We, yeah, we're getting, we're getting <laughs> out of here, too. Uh, just, I know that the next time we have a gig, we're not going to play the song either. It's going to be like, it's just going to be, uh, oh, he's going to forget about it or, or something like that. So let me just uh, do this. And now I'm going to say goodbye. Uh, Jackie will be here tomorrow. Thanks for being here. Have a good day. Good night. Whatever you're doing. Are you having problems with a laptop or something? You came on by phone today. Is that what happened? Well, something really strange happened last month. I ran out of gigs. We have like 150 gigs a month on our program. But that was because when we set up the program, I wasn't doing all of this stuff. Right. And, and we literally ran out of gigs with two days left. And so I figured I would probably do one or two shows with my phone. If it, you know, because it should, there's no reason why my phone can't work this way. Right. You know, and, but this morning I, I tested it beforehand because I didn't want, I wouldn't have done this if I didn't, if I wasn't convinced it was going to work. And all of a sudden, I had like no sound, and I'm watching the swirl. I said, "What? I just tested you, motherfucker." No, uh, those are my actual words to my phone. I call. That's what I call my phone when it acts up. I said, "I just tested you, motherfucker. What are you doing?" Well, here's a little advice: be a little more polite to your phone, and it will treat you better. You can't be abusive like that. A phone abuser. uh, No wonder your phone is not working for you. You know, when my last phone died, I threw. I had a funeral for it. Okay, my last phone. I I respect my phones, but I'm sorry when you act up for no good reason, you get called names. All right, that's fair. All right, well, yeah. get out of here. Get out of my room. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye for now. All right. All right. All right. I'm out. Uh, remember to turn on your radio and all that kind of stuff tomorrow. Jackie Martling, the one and only Jackie Martling, the only person I know who was ever, I think, the only person I ever uh, knew who actually met Jeffrey Epstein. But I really don't think he's been to the island. And we'll ask him about it. I don't think the list is coming out today. How about that? I think we've all been duped. Anyway, don't forget to turn on your radio. Have a great day. Bye for now.
listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. 